Just, just in. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And welcome to 250, your weekly slash fortnightly uh, IMDb Top 250 Movies of All Time podcast. This week we're talking about Logan and we're joined by a very special guest. John, how are you doing? How are things, John? Um, very well, thanks. Great to have you on. So, a couple of quick uh, movie questions to introduce you to our listeners. Yeah. Um, so, what is your favourite movie of all time, John? See, I always would have found it quite difficult to pick one. It might have been Aliens, it might have been True Romance, it might have been Leon, until I saw Logan, and now Logan is my favourite film. Well, that's quite a coincidence. That, that is good. That we, is... The... <laughs> uh, we, we've, we, we may have picked the right guy. Yeah, I think, we, I think of all the podcasts in all the world, you had to walk into this one. Because today we're going to talk about Logan. You're yeah. joking me. <laughs> I had no, I had idea. no idea. <laughs> he thought we were just going to see the film because we enjoyed his company. This is a very uh, special podcast as well. It's our first uh, two fifty after dark, where where oh, yeah. where two two thirds of of the um, uh, host uh, co host uh, guest mix are are drinking. See if you can guess <laughs> which ones it is. Um, You'll find out too. <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk a bit about Logan. What did you think about Logan then? Uh, given without without getting too much well, into it's your favorite film of all time. Because I was told that we don't do spoilers yet. No, no, <laughs> so we're, we're going to keep things under control. <laughs> yeah. Good hustle. Don't worry, I yeah. haven't drank that much. <laughs> we're, yet. we're managing this. Yeah, been briefed. I suppose <laughs> it was invested so much time in Wolverine comics over the years. It was nice to see him finally portrayed in kind of the way he should have been the whole time around. You know. Interesting. I suppose that'd be a huge bit for it anyway. Okay, because I, I would argue right, the, the two Wolverine movies have their problems. The first one being an abomination unto the Lord. We don't talk about we that We don't one. talk about a- that one. X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, the classic that is. Uh, fun fact, it's actually the first review I wrote for the blog that I, I run. So you really? Can, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, taking you back memory lane. But I actually think that the whatever problems the solo Wolverine movies had, and I, I actually quite like the second one, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while. I haven't think, seen that. Okay. Andrew's <laughs> going to get frozen out of a lot of this conversation. No, no, no. Go for it. But um, I was going to say, I think, the, I think the X-Men movies, the first two X-Men movies, actually did a decent job of capturing the character. Yeah, of course they did. Like, he was obviously a very good Wolverine from day one. But, yeah. you know, you never got that... The violence, the animal they, rage. Well, they kind of hinted at us. Yeah, they, yeah but they yeah. were still a bit too kiddy, like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like yeah. when he was in that school surrounded by adorable kids on a, on a rip-roaring <laughs> rampage of revenge. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, what I was going to say was one of the things that sort of jumped at me, like, you know that Hugh Jackman, he's played the role for 17 years in nine different films. Yep. Uh, if we count cameos and guest appearances and stuff like that. One of the things that's striking is that he was not originally intended to play Wolverine. Ah. Who was he intended to play? He was not intended to play anyone. The original plan was for Dougray Scott to play... Who? Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Dougray Scott, for a star of such classic films as Mission Impossible 2. We're, and so, we're sorry, Dougray Scott. He, he, not as sorry as Dougray Scott is. But, uh, the thing what is, did he, he choose to do instead? He was filming Mission Impossible 2 and it ran over time-wise. Ah. Which has to be one of the worst career sort of... A kick in the balls, I think it's called. <laughs> it really yeah. is. What was... What, yeah, what was Hugh Jackman doing before he was doing this? I he was like in Swordfish. No, he, Swordfish was afterwards, I believe. Are you sure? Yeah, because it was Jesus. after Hale Berry won the Oscar. Um, he was doing... He was primarily known for his work in musical theatre. In ah. fact, ironically enough, and this is one of the things I like, and this is not a spoiler... At one point in the movie uh, that we just watched, Logan, Wolverine's journey over the course of the film involves, like, it's a symbolic going home for him in some ways. But one of the stops along the way is Oklahoma, which I thought was a very nice sly reference to um, 
Hugh Jackman's history performing. Oh, I missed that. They went to Oklahoma? They park outside a gigantic sign saying Oklahoma City Limits. I didn't actually cop that either. I must have been scribbling notes. And then later on, there's a scene of, of like the people who are not who are the good guys also standing outside the sign on the opposite side of the city saying Oklahoma City Limits. Nah. Like the movie's not subtle plenty, in this regard. Plenty of chances to pick up on this. Yeah, it's not exactly subtle in, in communicating this. But I think that, like, it's amazing when you think he's... Too subtle for us. <laughs> <laughs> but he's one of the guys, like, he's played him 17 years. Like, that's a that's, long time. That's incredible. And I mean, it's, it's really weird to think, because when you think of Wolverine, I would have grown up with Wolverine on the 90s, you know, the 90s cartoon. Of course. Yeah. Uh, when he was this really short, scruffy, grunty Canadian fellow. Yep. And then you sort of, you look at Hugh Jackman, and he's tall... He's aesthetic. He's a, he is aesthetically pleasing. He's athletic, but he's also Australian. That's kind of weird to think that initially he wasn't seen as much. Triple A. Yeah. yeah, but you have to like think of him uh, like if he was actually five foot three, it's not gonna <laughs> really look the same on screen. Is I'm it? sort of imagining like Danny DeVito. I was actually um, like yeah. even like there the first time I watched Logan, he's standing on the stairs. Like imagine if he was five foot three, <laughs> carrying Professor X up the stairs to yeah. bed, like you know. I think it would look a bit silly. No, no, and I think I think it works. I think it's one of the things where he's made it so much his own that when you think of of Wolverine now, you think of Hugh Jackman. Well, yeah, that's very true. Well, eh, sometimes. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, but um, so we we all really enjoyed it. Andrew, what did what did you make of it? Um, I I thought it was great. I I enjoyed it a great deal. I think re- recent movies that we've done have made me think that maybe they're not here to stay and have been proven right in a few um, occasions. But, but yeah, on a few occasions. But I, I feel I feel like I suppose this is getting on to the next topic, but yeah, I feel I feel like this, this might be around for a while. Well I mean I, it's it's up at thirty seven. Right, which the last we, time, which is which is incredible. The, uh, last time we talked about a movie was La La Land, and it got to 20, 25. I can't remember. Did I like La La Land? I'm not sure, Andrew. I'm fairly sure that you didn't spend half the podcast complaining that I didn't like it enough. Yeah, the, the, there's the, a the, lot the, of double the, negatives the, in that sentence. Yeah, keen, keen, keen-eared listeners. If you, go, yeah. if you could decipher what Darren's saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I liked it a bit, uh, uh, quite a lot, I should say. Well, well, what about yourself, Darren? I, I really liked it. I really liked it's, um, what I really liked about it, and, and we're not going to get into spoiler stuff, is how... See, that's the problem. I'll have loads of really good <laughs> yeah. stuff to say then. But, but that's it. Like, I mean, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about that, that gets at the core of the movie. But I mean, in terms of, a big deal was made of the fact that, like, this was... The, the same director who did The Wolverine. Remember the... the yeah. Which uh, John's seen, I've seen, Andrew hasn't seen. Uh, which was a movie that was interesting, but I didn't think worked as well as it could have. I think it, it sort of it suffered a bit because it was too much of a conventional superhero film. Yeah. Because like, there's a bit where, in, was... in, in The Wolverine, he goes to Japan and he basically becomes a samurai. Yeah. Which is, is really cool, a really cool oh, concept. Oh, so that was why there was... There was um... A samurai sword. Yeah, yeah. He actually got that in that film. Yeah. Ah, there you yeah, go. there's a lot of really nice sort of... I was wondering what that was about. I just thought he was an antiques collector. Um, I was like, why would a guy with so three blades? Yeah, he got would, that with the flask. Yeah, why would a guy with three blades in his wrist need a sword? This this was Andrew's big question. Yeah, yeah. But um, that is a now big I question. have an answer. Yeah, um, but one of the things about it was like in the second half, in the middle third of that film, there's a sequence where like he goes off and he lives in like a little fishing village for half an hour with this Japanese woman who he loves and has this normal life. And it's like, this is a really weird choice for a superhero film. And then in the final third, it's like, okay, you had enough of that. Giant robot samurai. 
And I feel like Logan, what Logan did really well was it captured that sense of like him living as a person without adding a giant robot samurai. Yeah. So no, no. There were some giant robots in it though. There were, but they weren't samurai, crucially. They weren't. No, um, they no, mainly no, cut corn. No, yeah. no, no. And Jimmy don't care. <laughs> no, he didn't. No spoilers James for Logan. Jimmy Howlett don't care. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but lots of spoilers for, what was it? The Wolverine? The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Which is a movie that has been out for, what, five years now? I had a chance to see it. Yeah, see it new and unspoiled. Um, yeah, yeah. The Silver Samurai was a good character in the comics, like. No, he was, he was. And I mean. We're, we're still waiting for The Wolverines, which is a remake of, what, Red Dawn? Or... Yeah. That's clearly what, what Logan was inspired by when picking his code name. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was also because all the cool animals were taken. It's like, Ant Man, I can't compete with that. <laughs> well, Wolverines are actually very he, cool. He Did could you know that they had two in the London Zoo, I think, back in the 80s? And because, you know, they were from the same Arctic area as a polar bear? Yeah. Ah. They stuck them in with the polar bear and two wolverines killed the polar bear by themselves. That's rather grim. Yeah, well, that's wolverine for you. That's he's amazing. He's short and he's nasty. Yeah. yeah he's the, the best at what he does. Uh, but yeah. what he does isn't very nice. No, killing polar yeah. bears. Uh, the, the, and they're endangered. Uh, the, uh, like, if, if Hollywood is listening, think of, what, <laughs> think of what you could do with two wolverines. <laughs> well, I mean, without getting too spoilery. Um... <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Pace yourself, Andrew. Um, oh, if if uh, to, just to throw you off the scent, if you liked Ant Man, you're gonna love the Anteater. Uh, but no, I really liked, and I like the sense frantically googling <laughs> who the hell is the Anteater <laughs> and what is his relationship to Wolverine. But I like that. This is my anthill. <laughs> Mortal enemy of the termite, but uh, of oh, the tick. Oh, there we go. there's your shared universe opportunity. Yeah. But no, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a very, it was a very, it felt like a western in many ways, Jake. To the point, to the point where at one stage characters sit down and watch a western. In case you don't get how much of a western this is, that's very true. And one of the things that I like about Wolverine as a as a character is that he's a superhero, right? Right. But he was created by by Lane Wynn uh, in the in the seventies to fight the Hulk one time. It's very true. Yeah. And he was drafted over into the X Men mm-hmm. uh, as part of the reboot to make it sort of more diverse and more colorful. So they had like a, a Russian who turned to steel. They had an African princess who could make it rain. They also had a hairy Canadian. It was like it was the most diverse team in, in superhero comics at that time. And he was short. And he was short. You don't see many of those in comics. No. Speaks. Apart from what's your man from Alpha Flight. Oh, Puck. Yeah, he's fairly short. He is fairly short. Sorry. Spe- speak- speaking of uh, Russian guys made of steel, who- who's your favourite X-Man? Colossus oh. is my favourite X-Man. That's pretty nice. Good hustle. Yeah, I quite like I, I quite like Beast, but I, I-, I-, I think... You look I- quite like him. Yeah, I do. I yeah, do. Hank McCoy will call you from now yeah. on. To be fair, yeah, if you have to pick one, I mean, the one played by Kelsey Grammer is not a bad option. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> you know that for a while he was correcting people's grammar on Twitter. Kelsey no, I'm not kidding. You would, what you would do is if you Isn't had that a, what a lot of people do on Twitter? If you That's had what Tom Jolly does mostly. If, if you had a, like a grammar problem and nobody else could help, Kelsey Grammar would correct your grammar for you. I and liked point, when he uh, fell off the stage when he was doing the stage or something. It's probably my favorite Kelsey Grammar moment. Oh, poor Kelsey. It's Grammer. funnier than uh, than uh, what was it called? Down Periscope. 
A lot of a lot of things were funnier than Down Parasite. I liked it. Um, <laughs> controversial, and yet somehow we're talking about the best movies of all time. I don't know how that happens. But so, football to what, the groin had a football to the groin. One thing I like about Wolverine as a superhero is that he embodies like I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of comic books as as we may have figured out. Yep. We, we record occasionally on big stats of comic books, actually, to be fair. That's right. Um, we're giving you an inside look here. But I like the idea of comic books as a representation of America's psyche published month after month after month. It's like you go back and you dig through them and you can see like a lot of 60s America in, say, Stanley oh, and Dick so, yeah. in Fantastic Four or in like 70s America, Captain America, that sort of stuff. But one of the things I like about, say, Wolverine is that he embodies this idea of the superhero as a quintessentially American archetype, right? So what happens is... He was created with a mysterious past, which meant that every time a new writer wanted to work on him or wanted to do something with him, what they would do is they would add to that past. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's functionally so, yeah. immortal, right? So you'd have, like, one guy go, oh, well, obviously he was a soldier in the Second World yeah, War. Yeah, fighting with Cap America, you yeah. know, yeah. Obviously he was a samurai in Japan for a while. You fighting know, that's, the yeah. silver <laughs> samurai. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what you ended up with, obviously he was a cowboy in the Old West. And what you have is you have a character whose end point, whose present day is a superhero. But because he's evolved, he's gone from being like a samurai through being a cowboy to being a soldier to being a superhero. And he's become sort of this embodiment of like this American archetype. And so one of the things I liked about the Wolverine was that it took him back to being a samurai. And one of the things I like about Logan in particular is that it takes this superhero, which is this quintessential modern American archetype, and transforms it into, it puts it in the context of cowboys and the Western. And this idea that, like, this is how America sees itself. So, like, there's a logical evolution or mutation, if you will. Oh, uh, very good. Uh, whereby Wolverine goes from being all these things and becoming, like, a superhero as the logical endpoint of these things. And that's what I really love about... I liked it in The Wolverine, but I think it works phenomenally well in Logan. Because I think Logan is a film that is, is a Western. You can recognize it as, it's unforgiven, but with claws. And who hasn't looked at Unforgiven and said, you know what this needs? Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John. I can see we're going to get along. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I'm, I'm the odd one out here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so John, do you, you obviously believe it belongs on the 250. Oh, very much so. Anyway, like, as I say, like, before we get to the, the spoilers yeah. as such, yeah. like, there's so many reasons why I love the movie. Like, as I think we all cried, didn't we? You yeah. may have cried manly, manly tears. I didn't. Mine were really good. <laughs> like, yeah. Sobbing in Even the corner. Even though it was the second time I saw it and I still couldn't help it. Now the first time, like, I was yeah. bawling so I was. Now, I, 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 I was about to cry and I stopped myself. And then at the end of the movie, I looked at John and John was crying. So then I allowed myself to cry. In like, empathy, compassion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John's crying and he's a real man. Oh, Therefore, the, I can the build manliest. up in my, in my man. <laughs> all right, so we're all happy with it. We're all happy that's on the 250. We all enjoyed it. Loved it. So in that case, we'll be seg segue gently into... Segwa. Segwa, if you will. <laughs> into talking about the movie with a bit of spoilers. So let us enter the spoiler zone. Will I do my Wolverine joke? Okay, well, we'll do it before we go in then, will we? Do or think, after. Do you think many people are going to Logan to see this? Oh! <laughs> I told you, we're keeping up for a few days. <laughs> let's see if we can give them just claws. Oh, very good. Off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> was that was that a Charles Xavier joke? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sure. Let's see if we have that X twenty three factor. Uh. 
Spoiler zone. Right. So why I actually love this film. Yes. Yes. Saying goodbye to an old friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's a complete two old friends. Yeah. That yeah. you've obviously built up such a relationship with. Yeah. And here they are. How spoilery are we getting? Completely oh, spoilery. Completely. Like we yeah. assume people spoilers. have seen this, the movie. This is for people who've, who've watched the movie. So if you haven't watched the movie, stop. Jesus. Go to the cinema. Like yeah. then you obviously know the bit. I've never had such a perfect night in my <laughs> life. And you're just like, oh, for Christ's sake. Like, I'm like, I've dealt with dementia in my family. And I thought, Stuart got it. Stuart's Spot amazing. On. Like, Stuart, Stuart legitimately. Absolutely I would argue, like, Jackman's great. But Stuart, I would be really, and it's not going to happen, but I'd be really happy if Stuart got a supporting actor nomination for this. No, it's, yeah. not, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But it would be great if it did. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he really does capture like one of the things we talk a bit about Charlie first. Uh, actually, I'm a nonagenarian. <laughs> <laughs> but he's and he's so. I don't deserve it, do I? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he'll say. <laughs> what, what a disappointment you are. Um, or the bit where he he sort of does the taco ballad while, oh, yeah. while ramming. Well, I, his I couldn't laugh at it like. Yeah. I was like that poor man who used to be the greatest mind in the world. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, that's one of the things I really like about Logan is it captures that sense of, like, decay. And that oh, sense of, much. like... Yeah, they look old. so old. They do, like, even the liver spots on Patrick's yeah. face. Everything's either dead or dying. And yeah. when he gets out on the road, he looks a lot better. Yeah, because he's, he's back yeah. living. But even then, when he's in the bed, even before the bit where he gets, like, you know... He lost, like, 45 pounds, like... Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, for the role. Take that, Christian Bale. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> machinist. <laughs> <laughs> Apple a day. <laughs> Patrick Stewart away. <laughs> but it is... It really captures that sense of... And I, I like the idea that, like, their bodies... Their bodies are turning against them. So, oh, for example, so, like... Yeah. Logan, it's suggested that he's got some sort of cancer that's a result of his his his, his, yeah, his bones, yeah. which which is a, it arguably like a result of his his healing factor rejecting that. Yeah, which is like, and it's that's the most horrible way or ironic way you can imagine him going. But I always think it was it's like that means X twenty three will at some stage same, go through the same yeah, process, which is yeah. kind of rotten. That'd be a good film. That's yeah, and she's younger as well with the adamantium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. won't last as long. And then like Patrick Stewart. Who has like the greatest mind? And like, there's a scene where Richard E. Grant shows up being evil and British in a safari suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like a degenerative brain disease in the world's most powerful brain. Yeah, um, but it is. It's it's really. I harrowing. worry about myself that it might happen to me someday. <laughs> and I and might... how that would affect the entire oh, world. Jesus Christ, there'll be <laughs> to pay. But it is. It's like, and I, I really like how it demythologizes like the superhero thing and that like there's a repeated theme throughout it that like Logan and Charles are really spectacular failures yeah like uh, one of the things that's really really bitter about Logan and I'm not sure I kind of love it but I, I also kind of think it's a little mean is you remember Days of Future Past yeah you remember how hard that worked to give you a happy ending where everybody was at the school together and like Jean and Scott were married and Professor X was surrounded by the laughter of happy children. See you later, alligator. Yeah, Logan <laughs> is pretty much, yeah, he killed them all. Yeah, it's like they but only did like, that to pull it away. Yeah. I thought they actually like did that really well compared to the comics as in like say... 
well, the one that's uh, old based man, on old man Logan. Logan. Yeah. Because people say it's based on it. It's not really. He's just he, old. He's, he's, he's old. just old man. But it's Logan. also got that same sort of apocalyptic. There yeah, are no more superhero bit. vibe thing going on. But I'm sure yeah. there is superheroes. There's when, just no mutants. That's when, the way I figure when it. When anyway. do you think this movie is based? Oh, it's set in 2029. 2029. They explicitly mentioned that at the start of the film when he's listening to talk radio. Oh, okay. I missed that bit twice. <laughs> I, I missed that bit once. Um, Andrew fault. sat through it right now. Yeah, I tend to tune out when talk radio is on. <laughs> can Even I just, in films. Can I just, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is watch a film beside Andrew Quinn. <laughs> with your... <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast. That Andrew, is really, yeah. Andrew has a tendency to... Like, I, I will chuckle at the uh, an inappropriate moment. Andrew... Will like throw his head back in Machiavellian. Like there's a scene in this where Patrick Stewart's like he's having the seizure in the hotel in Oklahoma, um, and like all these people are like shaking and sort of there's this horrible scene where Wolverine stabs his way through the room one at a time, and Andrew's laughing at that, which is a little inappropriate, he right? At no, no, it gets, it gets better. It gets better. The moment where like after they're coming to get him and. Basically, Logan's wheeling That's Charles the one that Xavier, got me. wheeling Charles Xavier out, and there's these scenes of people lying on the ground <laughs> in agony. No, no, no! It's not even that. It's Patrick Stewart. I'm so sorry. Oh, Patrick, so sorry. It's like having a breakdown because he's he's reliving what he did to his extended yeah, family, exactly. and, yeah. and Andrew's like, "This is hilarious." Was that in the Wolverine? Did I miss that? This uh, incident in Westchester. No, no, it's it's never it's never made explicit. It's just hinted at, yeah. it, which I like. I they really... explain a lot without explaining anything. Yeah, which is yeah. one of the things yeah. I like about it is that like I'm so sorry. Yeah, and Andrew thinks <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, I was about to cry, yeah. and then he would go. It's like it's like this poor man. He's not only has he killed his friends, he's reliving that experience right now. And Andrew's like, I just thought he 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 went into the. He went into the uh, casino and he was looking around at all of the people kind of distastefully. And then, <laughs> and then he messed them off. And then he was all he was like, I'm so sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that Andrew's version of Charles Xavier is like a sociopathic... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just trolled all these people. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I don't have dementia at all. How do you like them, slots, slots? Yeah. Actually, that's one of the things I really like about the movie as well is that, uh, you know, Xavier could have been a trump card. Yeah. And, like, he could have stopped the whole well, thing. Yeah, well, that's always a problem with you Xavier. Know, yeah. With the with mind that can do anything it exactly, wants to do. Exactly, like... Well, one of the things I like about I liked about First Class... What do you think about First Class, actually? When we're talking about X-Men films. I really liked First Class. I... Preferred Days of Future Past. Oh, interesting. But I'd be the opposite. I'd... It'd, be, it'd be quite close now. Right. To haven't, be honest. haven't seen uh, First Class. I'd right. like to. Well, one of the things I like about First Class is that it makes Xavier sort of interesting. That like it gets it hints at the fact that like he's not this nice, kind old man who's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. He's actually kind of a dick. Like he's he's a guy who can creep into your head without asking you. He can control you. He can do what he wants. Uh, he manipulates other people. Oh, it gets... <laughs> so, look at all those people on the floor. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> but one of the things about like, and it, there's hints of that in Logan as well, where there's a sense that he's not necessarily interested in Laura. Like he, the reason that Logan ends up with Laura is because Xavier basically guilts him into it. There's a great scene where after the army show up, like after the mil- military and the Reavers show up. Like, <laughs> Logan's like, oh, don't worry, kid. You stay here by yourself in this big abandoned building. Myself and Charles are just going to go outside into my limo and drive away. But you'll be okay. That's so yeah. Wolverine. It is. Yeah. But, but 
the reason he takes him is because Charles is like, you can't leave her. You can't leave her. You have to take her. And you get the sense that it's not about her. It's about him. It's like, like Charles... To a certain extent, I suppose it could be. I wouldn't like to think of it like oh, that. okay. I think Charles is Personally, trying to make like... up for, like, he basically he wants to be proven right. I think there's a large sense of, like... He I'd sees... say that was his source of escape. Yeah, he sees... True what, Laura. Do you, what do you think as, of... Uh, Logan as a chauffeur driver. I thought he was yeah. really good. I, I, yeah. like, I like that. I like the great chauffeur. Yeah. It's worth I th- noting. I thought, he, I thought he, he took that job quite seriously even though he was drinking the whole time. Oh yeah. Uh, but, 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 but he was very careful about those... Um, if a girl uh, like that showed me her tits I don't know if I'd be able yeah. to drive properly. Yeah. And, and he, wait, and he, but he has something, control. There's something in this movie for daddy. Well, this is the or rating, right? Because the, the Logan, Logan is... Yes, Andrew is trying to make this a thing. I'm trying to ignore it, John. So if you, if you could follow my lead... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go where the wind takes me. Um, but yeah, this is the movie trying to... Do. Worth noting, by the way, like for all that like the movie's like, this is a really pathetic and crummy job that, that Wolverine's doing, the only time in Logan that you see Wolverine smile... Is when he gets a it's bit of when tits. he gets flashed, yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually when he's at the dinner table. And that's what really makes the next scene so heartbreaking. Like, Oh, absolutely. Oh. That, that was like... Like, there wasn't even... There, uh, like... Did, did you feel like there was enough space to kind of um, process that? Like, it, it all kind of happened and you're, you're like, almost, the like, first time I saw holding it, your head. And it's, yeah, the yeah, first time yeah. I saw it, I do know what you mean. Well, it, yeah. takes, it takes half an hour on the film to do it, which is, is one of the things I really like, is that, like, there's a point where halfway through the film they're driving to North Dakota um, and basically they, they pull over at the side of the road to help a family. They do. And, and then basically they get stuck for half an hour in a subplot involving this family and there's a land grab and there's there's kids and there's water That's and there's giant want. machines made of corn. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you know... Like, for a superhero movie, this is kind of strange. And then, after about 20 minutes, 25 minutes with them... So it felt like it was coming the entire time. Well, it was, yeah. Because yeah. you, you know from this kind of movie that people are going to get gutted. I didn't think so. You the, didn't think the so? The first time you I saw it. You thought it was going to have a happy ending. No, of course not. But not I, the film like, itself. This is, this is the but movie I where thought... Patrick Stewart murders a building full of children. And that's where we start. What? Yeah, what? The West, Westchester School. That's not in the film. No, but that's before the film starts. That's where you're starting from. Yeah, but you don't there's, know about it. <laughs> there's no way that that family's getting out alive. They, well, well, I wasn't sure at the start, uh, what, to what, I, what I thought was like, oh no, something terrible is going to happen to this family. And then it was like, oh no, it's about to happen. And then it didn't, because it was I like another Wolverine, thing. I thought Wolverine was going to save them from the other lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was going to be, that would oh, be look, the moment of drama. The path, yeah, uh, yeah. Redemption is like, yeah. oh look, he's gone back into killing people for the right reasons. As and opposed to because they're trying and, to and, jack his And car. then they'd yeah. like wave like... And they're going to be leaving. more like a yeah. family. Yeah. Then yeah. they'll die. Yeah. But no. No. That's not how it happened. No, no. It, they basically... The, the military shows up and horribly, horribly got... So let's talk about the, the, the family scene. Because the family scene... Like it's one of the scenes that's very like something from a Western. Right? And there's this idea... And it plays throughout the film as well about... Like, it reminded me a bit of actually uh, Road to Perdition. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they went to the Ants family. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there is, there's that sort of thing to it. Like, there's, it's, it's the movie in miniature almost, right? Because the, the bulk of the film is about Logan trying to protect Laura from, was it Transigen Corporation? It's the very ones. Omni Global yeah. Megacorp. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I liked about this movie? Was that it was kind of bringing us back 
to those uh, anti-Reagan movies 80s, of the eighties, <laughs> like for example, I don't know, Robocop. You do that a lot. Do you that's know? something I'm <laughs> trying to make a thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, sadly, Sorry. there's no inappropriate smoking in Logan. Only inappropriate vaping. Yeah, there's some vaping in yeah, this movie, I which is a surprise. I mentioned this earlier. It was the first film that I've ever seen a vapor in. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a vapor in a movie? I don't know if I, I have. I, I've seen it in... Because he uh, makes cigars. Yeah. yeah. And you don't see him smoke them. No. But you see I, a woman smoking a vape. Yeah. I love that in the R-rated movie, that's the line. Like, the first line of the film is Wolverine saying, uh, Patrick Stewart is entering the sweary phase of his career. Um, and basically, I really like that. I did really like that. There's some boob flap... Oh, boy, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, he's helping you. Um, wait. Stephen he was Mer a bit of a... He has, he? A, Stephen he has a skin condition. In this I didn't movie. like him. He has a skin condition. He can't go out into the sunlight. He, like, so like, do I. He was perfectly cast as like this kind of Astro. Igor kind of character. <laughs> Snarky <laughs> you know, Igor. Like, yeah. Passive aggressive yeah. Igor. But uh, yeah, and then there's also there, like... The robot from Portal 2. Yeah, and there's the, the boob flashing and there's the horrible gutting and disemboweling. But... Don't put no, those two things together. But there's no cigar smoking. I found no. that was really strange that that was the line. Surprised he didn't smoke like a cigar. Kids will get the wrong message from this film. <laughs> Wolverine always <laughs> smokes a cigar, kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, actually, to be fair, it's apparently it's been a point of contention at the comics as well. They they cut it out as well, and they also it's the same thing. It's a pity because like, I really like the Todd McFarlane ones where he's always got a fucking cigar there. Yeah. Dude, that's Joe Quesada. The when he was editor, he cut it out. Fun fact, you know the comics in the film because there's a really nice meta thing. Any any kids listen to two fifty. <laughs> It's okay, um, <laughs> because we've taken out all the swear words. Yeah. Go see Logan instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only got disemboweling and boobies. But um, the comics but are no actually... No smoking. The comics are actually made for the film specifically. I okay. did know that, yep. And interestingly enough, when the director, James Mangold, went to Marvel and said, I want to do a film and I want to put comics in there, their response was, you can do it, but you can't use real comics. Which seems really oddly specific. Well, are they going to get one that has the, you know... Well, the plot point, the Eden thing yeah. or whatever. I mean, I can understand that, but I just it seems really strange that their specific guideline is that, okay, there could be X-Men comics in this X-Men movie, but they can't be real X-Men comics, because that might confuse people. They might think that the movie's a real movie with real X-Men comics in it. It would have confused me. <laughs> it would have thrown my head up, yeah. as opposed to being a fictional movie with it's fictional like, comics in it. Because if I had one of those comics, I would have lost been like, my yeah. shit, that we like, say. Like Wolverine, Wolverine owns this same comic. Yeah, yeah, he's ah, holding it. Yeah, he's holding it. It would. Maybe not the exact same. Uh, <laughs> it's like in in was it when Lucas Films got taken over by Disney? Did did they have a um, a press conference where they clarified that? Oh, what was oh, in yeah. continuity and out of? Oh continuity. yeah, yeah. So they, all the movies are now canon and nothing else. Yeah. So is there um, now that now that, aren't Marvel owned by Disney? Well, even, oh, yeah, Mar Marvel even this one apparently is out of continuity. Well, this is one which of the I things I think is. I really like. No, I, I really like. I one of the things it's that I the opposite way to Star Wars. Well, because in Star Wars they actually formed a subcommittee to look at it. It wasn't just a conference. It was that's, like they had a working that group. Like there used the to prequels. be a subcommittee yeah, in X Men. <laughs> we need more trade regulations in here. Um, but one of the things I like about like one of the things my issues with the Marvel like the shared universe that Marvel have built with their films, um, is that I think they're generally held back by having to tie into one another, 
having to oh, cross yeah. over, having to share continuity. Yeah, one after thing, credit sequence. After, but also just like maintaining so glad it didn't have one. a consistent yeah. tone and stuff like that as well. One of the things I like about the X-Men movies is that like if you watch the X-Men movies back to back, there is no way to make sense of them. Like they do not fit together at all. Like my dad, who doesn't pay attention to these things, after watching the last X-Men movie was, wait, wait a minute. How is the guy from the second movie showing up in this movie in the 80s? I suppose they still have that beaut of a joke in Deadpool where <laughs> it's just like, you don't know, McAvoy or Stewart. Yeah, we're taking that. <laughs> and it's almost worthwhile just because of that. Like, but, but, I, but I like, because it gives you the freedom to do stuff like this. Because you can do stuff, like the X-Men movies can do stuff like Deadpool, which is, is goofy and silly. Like you never do a Marvel movie like Deadpool because it would ruin the tone of the shared universe. And like Logan... Like, one of the things we're talking about is how we like that, like, we like that we cry because Charles dies and because Logan dies. And I like Don't that, remind me. I like that Logan has an ending. There, my mate's gone now. But hey, look, you still have McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite like McAvoy, to be honest. There's no Mac. Stuart, like... Yeah, Jeannie McAvoy. Um, <laughs> Holy fudgesicle. <laughs> Sorry. This will be a PG-13 podcast. But, um, about stabbing. But no, But I do like, I do like that it's, it doesn't feel the need to conform. Like, that, lo basically, Hugh Jackman, after doing 17 years of these, can say... But Hugh Jackman had the idea for the whole thing. Yeah. You know, he, so fair play to him. Yeah. And he can say, look, I'm going to retire, but I'm going to retire in such a way that, like, I'm going to put my own signature on it, and this will be the last film that I'll do. And when you watch it... It won't be like Roger Moore stopping being James Bond. It'll be like, this is my death. This is the bit yeah. where I'm leaving. And you know that I'm leaving. Oh, big time, yeah. And like, I feel that it has value because of that. Because Ryan Reynolds really wants him to come back. He really does. <laughs> and do one more where he's overweight. Because he, he's, 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 <laughs> he's stopped had training. training. Who does Ryan Reynolds <laughs> think he is? He's been in two films. Right, two Marvel one films. One of them was terrible. One of them was <laughs> garbage. And has now he's had one view, and he thinks he can make Wolverine well, Ryan, come back Ryan after that. Ryan Reynolds is like, yeah, he's the man who tried to be a superhero five times and try, succeeded once. Tried try to get a best... Uh, I don't have any respect. for did, did win a best actor nomination, but they went with the wrong Ryan. I don't have any respect for really? Ryan Reynolds. I, I have a soft spot for Reynolds. He's, I liked he's, him as Deadpool, and like I've the, been a big Deadpool fan for a long time, and I think it's more the film itself. Right. They got it right. It was nice to get back to Weasel. It was nice to get back to Blind Al. It was nice to get back to the roots of Deadpool itself. And he did that, and I thought he was a good Deadpool. What? But that doesn't give him free reign to go on Twitter all the time and say, I want this, I want that. It is stuff like... I like... The thing about Ryan Reynolds is that he feels like the I kid who really tries. I wonder how seriously he takes himself. I yeah. feel like it's not very. No, I feel like he's not sitting there in the, in the meeting with Fox executives going... I want you, Jackman, with, and I want him now. With his arms folded. I'd yeah. say he does. Like, I'm sorry for a person again. But no, like, go for it. This no, is already like, uh, you know, you've lost a great director who wanted to take maybe the series in a slightly different way. And oh, he was Tim Miller we're talking about. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. And, uh, who directed Deadpool and dropped out. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah. He kind of made that movie what it was. Yeah. Well, then, and all of a sudden, Ryan Reynolds wants his way and he can't direct the film anymore. Boo. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's, we mentioned this Sorry. a bit earlier with the um, with the omni global mega corporations for the eighties radio. Yeah, right? really, really, really like oh, yeah. that because it is there, there, there was there was a um, 
there's a moment in this movie where they're like the the only the only safe place for people like us is across the border. There's and not, it's and it's not Canada trying to get into the US. No, no. It's, it's the US trying to get into Canada. Do you know what? It's I all just, these coastal people. <laughs> I actually had a little bit of a problem with the one line that uh they went, you know, we've got to stop them from getting over the border. And it's like, there's these people with robot arms <laughs> in jeeps and guns. And it's like, if they got over the border, we're not going to be able to stop them. <laughs> we've already killed 10,000 people. <laughs> if they like, get over that line. I also like the idea that, like, because you, you watch it and, like, one of the things, like, it's set in 2029, but it's it's not an apocalyptic 2029. Like, there are still bachelorette parties. Yeah. yeah. There are still drinking frat boys. Still, there are still casinos. Justin Trudeau is still the, uh, the, the, in charge in Canada. And everything's okay. But, like... <laughs> is that his name? Yeah. Great. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> he's but, emperor of Canada. <laughs> he's, <this> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> you sure licked the maple off my leaves. <laughs> but it is, they have, like, the these private security guys... Showing up with the like with the Mexican federales in show oh, and like yeah. co-opting U.S. military bases and stuff. So it's this, there's a sense of this highly privatized future, which is again, as Andrew said, very eighties. Yeah, yeah, oh, big time. And they obviously have some control over the the military apparatus. The Garda. When uh, the Garda stopped Logan in his vehicle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, now you're pushing it. <laughs> the three states of step outside. Yeah. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> but because um, it, it is one of the things I like is that it's not an apocalypse. Like it's not like this horrible dystopian future like Days of Future Past where you've got It's just as terrible as the world actually is. That's it. It's, not, it is, it's just it's like No no more, no worry. It, well it's just extrapolated slightly. Because yeah. it is because there's um one of the things that made much of it is that this is basically it was produced obviously before Trump was elected, but it's a movie about Wolverine trying to help a bunch of Mexican children. Get across the border, being pursued by a bunch of dangerous rednecks. I never even thought of it like that. Okay. But like you're why, completely why, right. In the why? Line. Why would they decide to to go north? To 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 to. So that's where that's Wolverine's where, from. That's where that's what? where Eden and like North Dakota and Canada is. Well, I say Mexico yeah, as well. We're for. There's like, in the well, to be fair, in, there's, they are in Tijuana, and like the Federales are working with the Reavers. I suppose, yeah. Maybe maybe having to go through the whole of Mexico might be more difficult than going through the whole of the United Have States. Have you ever yeah. seen From Dust Till Dawn? Uh, yeah, I, I like the yeah, idea. I like the idea that. that like in this corporate future, mutants are extinct, but Mexican vampires. Oh, there's loads of them. Yeah, they're um, all over the map. Uh, Dust till dawn. Had something for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a bit good though he, isn't he yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna leave that there <laughs> I'm not gonna touch that one. Oh yeah yeah don't, but it is don't. like one of the things that I I like like it creates a version of the future that's shockingly realistic because everything's all automated and mechanical like you have yeah. this like you were talking about how there are robots I didn't even actually cop until the second time I saw it that the feckin' trucks had no driverless yeah. trucks. Yeah, yeah, it didn't cop it at all. And it, it's one of those things that's like it's it's one of those things that you sense is going to be an issue. Actually, by twenty twenty nine, you'll be dealing with stuff yeah. like this, where yeah. like everything will be automated. The little subtle nuances that actually yeah. make a sci fi film. Yeah, yeah. You know? and I mean, even the giant harvesters, which are dinosaurs, which I really like the way they're shot because they're shot in mist yeah. and in the distance, and they look yeah. almost sort of like mythical encroaching. Sort of and they're stuff. talking about corn syrup. Which yeah. is like, how how did the corn syrup people not manage to prevent this movie from getting made? 
Like the, the, oh, the, get the, the, corn the, the corn syrup lobby is going to be right there. <laughs> It'll be off the two fifty fairly shortly. But I mean, that, that's the thing is that like, was it, it? What is it? It's Carnwood or whatever they're called. Like the small cane, was it Canewood? Canewood. That's what it is. Well, Canewood are basically there's, there's like no sugar cane. Yeah, but basic it's only corn syrup. <laughs> only corn cane. Only corn cane. But they are. They're very much like they're a mirror of like transigent in that it's it's all about like global corporations and sort of like yeah. these interests and this idea of a commercialized future. It's all kind of Monsanto and oh you can't be running around with patents killing people. Yeah. <laughs> they do mention that twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mention like the all all of the the like um and 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 and, and the idea of like the, the the there's there's um what's her name? The uh the nurse. Gabriella. Uh, Gabriella who's talking about like um oh they they thought in Mexico that we're Poor, poor, and poor and stupid. Sure, we're poor, but we're not stupid. We realize that you can't um, like monetize people. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, it's, it's very much part of it. And like one of the things I like about Logan, and this is sort of something that I think people have complained about a bit, is the the villains in it. The villains in it are very generic. Like they're not very high level threats. But I love, I love Donald Pierce. And the reason that I love Donald Pierce is because he's such a terrible villain. Like you get the sense that he'd be henchman number three. If Wolverine were at the top of his game, but for some reason he like he can't even grow a beard properly. <laughs> my fa- my favorite shot of him is like remember when when Charles Xavier is doing that thing at the hotel, and there's the great shot of like the the mobile headquarters that Pierce is in, and he he gets out, but he stumbles coming yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> Another <laughs> laughing point for Andrew yeah. Quinn. What's his name? <laughs> Donald Pierce played Donald. Michael. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's a blonde-haired Donald chasing. <laughs> not not that Donald. <laughs> A blonde-haired Donald... I hope Donald's... the mic picked that one up. Yeah, that was a view. A... That was a view. Yeah. A blonde-haired Donald chasing Mexican immigrant children across the border. <laughs> See, I thought he was actually all right. Like, especially, like, I the first him. time, no, I right, during the movie, Wolverine pops the claws. What happens? He gets the crap kicked out yeah. of him. Because he's, he's, he's past his he's prime. he's an old man. He, yeah, yeah and that, he's that's an old really man, about. Logan. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that, like, it creates this sense Just of... kicked in the face. Repeatedly. Yeah. Punched yeah. in the face by an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. Where he's That's paid. a good... Don't <laughs> <break me. laughs> It was amazing. Papa, don't He's trying to lay down the law. And this 11-year-old girl just like smacks him. Like clocks him in the face. Yeah. It was amazing. But I mean... <laughs> See, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed at that too. But I mean, and it is. This... It wasn't the people crying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, because there is a sense that, like, if if Logan were in any way competent, Pierce would be hacked a bit. Because there's the great bit where she, when she comes out of the out of the hut carrying what Andrew thought was a piece of ham, <laughs> yeah, but was not Patrick Stewart. But oh, sick burn! I'm not gonna laugh about uh, again. Yeah, that you, poor you man. Sh- you should have. He pulled- deserves more than that. <laughs> you see, that's what happens when you pull out these jokes before we start recording. <laughs> Don't get a genuine reaction. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You would be creasing. <laughs> yeah, if that yeah. were the case. But like, she comes out carrying this head of this guy, and Pierce's response, like Pierce's, like he's a badass mercenary with a team of guns. His response is, no. 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 Uh, no. 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 <laughs> and like, as this little eleven-year-old girl comes towards him, he starts backing away from her and throwing random people. Okay, in. move, move. Yeah, move. Yeah. Well, he knows what's coming on. Like, but you no, know, he's such a brilliantly pathetic bad guy. Can we talk about Laura? Let's talk about Laura, who's oh, played by Daphne Keane, who's yeah. amazing, absolutely fantastic. She's like, I don't know if she's cast, but we talked about this with Child Actors. 
whether it's it's the actor is fantastic or the they're just so well cast, but she's she's perfect. She's silent for what the first one hundred minutes of the film. Yeah, but she so does I, it like well. Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, you you you, you her can expressions. I think like her roars. She's a yeah. young Wolverine. And Absolutely. Like, I've never concept, said this before, but like if I ever have a kid, I used to always want it to be a lad, right? And I know that almost sounds sexist, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would you want a lad? Because I'd like to, them to appreciate the things that I do in a lot of ways. I, I think there's a kind of matern- yeah. maternal kind of thing. But I actually, after watching that film, I would love a daughter. Yeah. And, and I think the great and thing... And I put adamantium in her and she would just have the best <laughs> She'd time. She'd be so cool. She'd be roaring all the time because it'd be rotting her insides. She'd be screaming and I'd be like, shut the f*** up! And, and I, I, I think that's the great thing, not only for um, people who see themselves potentially as fathers one day, but people who are fathers and for young daughters. girls, daughters. Um, obviously, this isn't a movie for kids. But well, to 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 have I wouldn't um, have any problem showing my kid this film. Yeah, I. But of, I'm not really a good parent. I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd be inclined to to maybe watch this movie with, with the child, with the yeah. child, yeah. as in not not just say, "Hey, here's Logan." Um, <laughs> knock yourself out. Knock yeah. yourself out. Yeah. I'll be back in a few hours. Oh, no, watch yeah. it with him. Here's yeah. a really good film. Here's yeah. a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was only in the past year I showed a kid I was babysitting Silence of the Lambs. And <laughs> John may not be the best. It, was, it was okay for a while. It's not like she understood what was going on, but when she saw Hannibal actor smashing your man's face in Where with the hammer. Where face? No, it was the hammer bit oh. that really got to her. That's when she went pale. You, you showed the dog um, Alien 3, didn't you? I did, yeah. That, that was also actually, a traumatic experience. That dog actually got quite scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell is that thing doing to that dog? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. What's it doing to your face, girl? <laughs> <laughs> but as you pointed out, it's a dog movie. It is a dog movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was originally a cow movie. No, in the original, yeah. yeah, but no, fair, fair. <laughs> fair, fair, they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But, anyway, but she's, Daphne Keen is amazing in this. Because um, yeah. she does the thing where she... Oh, yeah, her. Her eyes. Oh, yeah, her. <laughs> that one we were talking about but a moment ago. Uh, that, but her eyes are fantastic. Like, she's very, very expressive. But it's, it's, She's amazing. It's yeah, that thing very, that... very, good. That, that Darren was talking about. A friend, friend, friend of ours who has a daughter. New daughter. A friend a friend who really liked the Ghostbusters movie. Wasn't excited about there, the, be, there being a new one. And in fairness, he, he was probably right not to be excited. Because while the movie was better than... Um, certain people wanted it certain to be. people wanted it to be also wasn't as good as other certain people wanted it to be but the the point I think that you made to him Darren was that while while he might not be excited about it think of it from the point of view of young girls and having like these kind of Roma. that's a nice well, thought yes. well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing right because we live in a culture where we're constantly cannibalizing ourselves we're constantly remaking and rebooting and reworking classic concepts and stuff like that right so what I would argue is that you're going to do that anyway you're always going to end up with a Ghostbusters reboot right well, why not so, watch like Sigourney Weaver and uh, Linda Hamilton in older films where they have yeah. that strong female character yeah but there, there aren't as many of those I would say like, there I should would, be more there should be more and I would say that like if you're going to reboot assuming that rebooting Ghostbusters is a given right and right. it is a given um, and like you're going to end up with a cast and your cast can include like Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd or whatever or or your alternative is that you do it with four women and that means that yeah sure you might not want to see a reboot of Ghostbusters. You might, and that doesn't—that's not a judgment on casting women. That's a judgment of it being a reboot of Ghostbusters. But it means that when 
a girl, a teenage girl comes along or, you know, an eight-year-old girl comes along and she's like, I want to watch a, a funny comedy, a funny adventure comedy, uh, mm. but I want it to have people like me in it. Because, I mean, we, we talk about how, like, films are, like, empathic and they allow you to see how other people live and stuff. But when you're young, seeing yourself on screen and seeing yourself realized on screen is important. Like, looking at people, like, I know when I, I watch Ghostbusters... I know I, I empathize with Egon, for example. I know that when I watched a lot of films as kids, I it wasn't just that it's I... because you wear glasses. And because I'm a little nerdy. Um, <laughs> little nerdy. Little See, nerdy. I've always kind of thought of myself as... A bankman. Bankman. Kind of. <laughs> Everybody thinks Nobody of themselves. Nobody thinks of themselves as Dan Aykroyd's character. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, hopefully not. No. Um, sorry, Dan Aykroyd. But I mean, I think that there's an argument made for that, like that now an entire generation of young girls can look at stuff like Ghostbusters and say, well, okay, there's a version of the film that I can wear. I can now at Halloween wear a Ghostbuster suit and none of the boys will be able to say, no, there are no girl Ghostbusters. That's really nice. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that's an absolutely fantastic way to think of the world as such. But there should be more original girl characters oh, there should be. Oh, definitely. rather than just rebooting yeah, and then saying they're girls. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that, X-23 that, that, is a good example. Like, And there's actually been a few yeah. of them, like especially in the Marvel com- comics quite recently. You know, you've got female Thor. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of new bat women out in the DC universe. Because I, I wanted to talk about you this. Because one of the things about like one of the things about comics, and sorry, we're going to lock Andrew out of this conversation. No, no, no. Go for time. It. I might be <laughs> <I'm> concerned. <laughs> yeah. One of the things about comics is that most of the iconic comic book characters were created in like the 60s and stuff, right? So they're all created, and they're all really white. Like one of the things about the like people think about the X Men. The X-Men are like a metaphor for being different. They're a metaphor for being gay. They're a metaphor for being minority, right? Well, especially um, when they're supposed to be Malcolm X yeah. and Martin Luther a King. King as Xavier like, you know? and Magneto, right? Yeah. But one of the things about the original X-Men... I kind of find that a bit offensive that they're I, not black. Um, but one of the things about the original X-Men is the five original X-Men created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were all upper-class wasp white people. Yeah. Um, so And they went to like beatneck clubs in uh, Soho in New York and stuff like that. Right. And they lived on bursaries from so their there, parents. There were coastal people who were allies of... of, of, of yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, who got cool powers like wings and stuff. It wasn't until the 70s when Chris Claremont took over and he did like Wolverine and stuff like that that you got like Storm joining or you got... Uh, yeah. as Putin joining or you got Nightcrawler joining you got I, people who weren't white and who weren't I was class. arguing that Beast is a person of colour uh, but he wasn't originally he wasn't yeah. originally he only became blue he only became blue when he tried to reverse uh, when, his mutation when after around the time that's right yeah, yeah, and he yeah. became a literal person of colour Nicholas Holtz Kelsey very Grammer blue. yeah a very, a very blue but like that's the thing is that the Marvel Universe is incredibly white as a result because it was all created during the 60s. So like Captain America's white, a white man, a wealthy white, a powerful white man. He's actually Aryan as well. Yeah, he, he is Aryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony Stark is a rich white man. Thor With is, a a blonde, is a blonde white man. With long hair. <laughs> With long hair, yeah. There's variations of this. Like Reed Richards is a tall oh. white man. Hulk With stretchy man powers. powers too. <laughs> Hulk, no. um, but only at night, Andrew. Uh, and only when re- he's angry. Only when he's angry, which is its own kettle of fish. But, um, oh god! <laughs> kettle but, of rotten fish. Kettle of rotten fish. But one of the things that's happened in comic books at the moment that John was talking about is that we've seen a sort of a shift away from that. So you've seen stuff like Cap- Steve Rogers stopping being Captain America and say Sam, Wil- yep. Sam Wilson, who was the Falcon, no, who's yep, black, who's African American, taking over the role. Stuff like the Odin son stopping being Thor and Jane Foster, yeah. who's the character played by Natalie Portman in the films, taking over the role. She was of awful. Ah, what was she? In? She was Jane Foster and Thor. She was Thor's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And she's not coming back for any other films. I hope so. If Natalie Portman ever hears this podcast, I you like can Natalie Portman. rot in your grave. What? Hold 
on. That she's not dead little, yet. That's also a little harsh. Like, first, first of all, she's not dead. Second of all, it's a little harsh. I've never seen such incompatible relationships on screen as I have with Natalie uh, Portman. Hold and on, hold on. You, we were talking about the X-Men films. Famke Janssen and James Marsden. I still don't think it's as bad. And she's James, got that... That made no sense. Frankie Hansen and James Marsden. Who's your one from... What, Two Broke Girls? Oh, Oh, yeah. She should get out of those films as well. Listen to me now. (laughs) This is going out to all the internet. Yeah, yeah. She's she's from um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist or something like that. Yeah. Well, what's what's, what's her name? Um, Kat Denning. Kat Denning. Um... First of all, I like I, I, I like I, I like Natalie Portman. I like on her for a while, but she's done some terrible Hater. stuff. Oh, she has done some terrible she's stuff. Some terrible but stuff. But I think she, I like Natalie Portman pretty much every other movie apart from Thor. Okay, to be clear, Thor is my favorite Marvel Universe film. The original Thor, Thor: The Dark World is terrible, but the original Thor is my favorite Marvel Universe. It's fantastic film. when it's in Asgard. As soon as it comes into the human world, it's loaded. John's not taking any prisoners here tonight. I've had a bottle of wine. Thank you very much. This is the opposite way to 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 how you feel, Darren. I like this. I like this. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. But yeah, so one of the things you've seen in comics, and like even even Iron Man has been taken over by Ruby Williams, who's a who's an African American young woman. As I well. didn't actually see that. Okay, but I mean, there is this sense, and like in comics as well, they killed off the character of Wolverine, and his role was taken over by X twenty three, who's yeah. here. And I think there's something really cool in that, and seeing like the passing of the mantle, and seeing like characters grow and evolve so that like the universe or the comics universe becomes more diverse I think so as well one of the things about the Marvel universe is is there are like was it three white guys named Chris the core of the Marvel universe is three blonde white guys named Chris 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 Hemsworth Chris Evans and Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt yeah the the, um what what it's Chris's on Infinite Earths did it well (laughs) very nice (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. The, but, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I still don't think it's going to be another 10 years till we see that kind of stuff uh, translated into, into movie. screen. You know? oh, well, actually, yeah. here's the thing. I would... James uh, Mangold, who directed this, he's well, talked about how he doesn't he doesn't want to touch the character of Wolverine again. And obviously... Um, I don't think he should. And obviously, yeah. And obviously, Nobody Hugh Jackman should. doesn't want to come back. Obviously, Nobody yeah, should. He wants to draw a line under it. But uh, one of the things is that he said people he would... would be paying for it though. Well, but that's the thing. W- that's gonna ruin Logan. Yeah, that's but, yeah. the ultimate goodbye. It like, is. What's it it, is. Is. it, it be like should be. It'd be like Clint Eastwood doing a western after Unforgiven, I think. Yeah. Sort of thing. But one of the things Mangold has said he would be very tempted to come back if he were given an X twenty three movie. If you were told he could do this, because one of the things about but Logan... if they called it X twenty three, it would actually make a difference than if they called it. Like, say, the new Wolverine. Yeah. You know? All new Wolverine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one of the things... Because it is... Like, one of the things about Logan is that... Oh, there was a new Wolverine in this movie, by the way. Just to be now, clear on this. Now that we're in the spoiler Yeah, zone. we could talk about I wasn't even Logan. referring to that. I was talking about the two Wolverines in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. There, there are three Wolverines in this movie. Three Wolverines. There's, there's Logan. There's X-23. And there's Bizarro Wolverine. <laughs> or X24. Yeah. X24. Who is like CGI de-aged Hugh Jackman. Is there actually any CGI? There is actually. They mapped on his yeah. face. One of the things about filming it was He's that looking good. A lot of it is... A lot of, <laughs> not that he doesn't look good as a silver fox. I think his <laughs> wife approves. Um, yeah, but I mean, 
the the film Silver Fox is actually it's actually a character. She really? was in she yeah, was in X- the Wolverine. She was in, she was also in X Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but fair play, good 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 pun. Andrew. Fair play for nothing. Yeah, that yeah. was totally a pun. <laughs> that was totally what I was going for. Well, one of the things about it is that yeah, it's the film has no real central bad guy in terms of like it has Donald Pierce who is a failure. It has Richard E. Grant who is like a corporate suit. Who actually has no counterpart in the comics, which I really like. Yeah, because there were rumors that he's he... the son of. Uh, he's... he's the son of some random dude that Wolverine knifed. <laughs> Andrew's here looking through <laughs> his <laughs> notes. Yeah. And he's like, who do I place Richard E. Grant with? <laughs> Let me just go with whatever I have on the page. At some point, Luke this like Amel. <laughs> I'll read Gibbs, it out. Well, Gibson. Lukey like a Mel Gibson movie. Hugh Jackman looks like Mel Gibson too. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting a keen insight into Andrew's mind. Beware of the light. damn Chevy. The actress playing Lara is very good. Purges him in the face. <laughs> in case you're wondering what Andrew's thinking while watching. In fact, I feel like it would be an experience to record not a podcast, but a commentary. <laughs> in which we... We did that for Aliens too. <laughs> the best Aliens movie. Yeah. Oh. This is going to be Someone's going to go for the Ridley Scott. Are we calling Aliens Aliens too? No, yeah. we're not. We're calling, we're calling it Aliens. Because that is its Trust name. Aliens. Yeah. But like, one of the things is that, yeah, Richard E. Grant... I, also, I like the movie constantly subverts it. It has these big moments, but it constantly undercuts them in ridiculously petty ways. Like, there's a scene where, like, we're talking about Richard E. Grant and how Richard E. Grant is a nobody. And there's a scene at the end where he's like, well, first of all, he's like, you might remember my father. He worked on the project that did your bones. And Wolverine's like, I think I killed him. And, and, you, and Richard E. Grant's like, yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then Richard, Richard, e. Grant is, yeah, Richard E. Grant is like giving this big speech about how he evilly masterminded the death of all these mutants. And it was just one big and then shot to the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, get they, rid of it. I, I, I like that because it was like Aliens with, with uh, Paul Reiser's character, where he's, he's this, he's this. He's he, a scumbag. He would be he would be evil if right. he ever thought about what he was doing. <laughs> but he's just a cog in a machine. Yeah. Like like he he he's like you mustn't treat them like human beings, you know. They they they're have property. They're property. <laughs> and and he's he's like he's read the manual. <laughs> he's very good at his job. He's like but I then he I, did mad about you and things <laughs> completely changed. <laughs> But um, well, yeah, it is. And that was uh, part of the shared universe. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> mad about you. After mad about you, he, he Carter he, needed a break. He needed yeah, to get away, yeah. so he joined the Colonial Marine Corps. Um, but uh, it's it was a messy divorce for all involved. But like it is, and there's this constant theme of like characters getting. I think it's now available on DVD. Mad about you. Yeah, they had some problem with the music. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that was an issue with the... There was a whole host of stuff with, say, Batman, you know, the 1966 show. They couldn't get that on there because Fox or Warners couldn't decide who owned it. But, uh... I did. <laughs> it was always me, James. The architect of all your sorrows. But I do like that, like, um... Everybody in this movie is really crap at, like, respecting and honouring other people. Like, they're always interrupting each other during big speeches. There's the moment where, like, after Charles Xavier dies... Logan buries him in the middle of a field and his immediate comment is, well, because Charles's dying word was the, the yacht, 
the solar sailor that they were going to sail away on and be happy. And and after burying him, Logan's like, well, it's, it's near water. Yeah. Um, and you're like, Jesus, you really are a pathetic excuse for a human being. But like, he's always he's always got that Logan feel. Like he's he's like. X twenty three tries to hold his hand and he's just he's low and he's like oh yeah he pulls it away if I ever care for anybody yeah like and that, that, they're gonna get but up. that's yeah. the catharsis at the end is when he says oh this so is that, how it feels yeah because he because he, he allows yeah, himself to feel that because he knows well like he's that could also be like oh so this is actually how it feels to die and not to be recreated again and again and again because of the healing factor that could go either way I think. Oh, no, really? I, I okay. I, I buy more into the into the Andrew thing, where it's like because it's like let yourself feel it, even for a moment. That's what I'd like to yeah. think, but it could <laughs> yeah, be either. Right? Actually, like imagine like <laughs> this is not a happy. Like, imagine living so long and like nearly dying so many times, <laughs> it's like, and then this is actually the so, time. Oh, this actually does oh, feel yeah. a bit different. On that, like, you know? on that interpretation of the movie, is Patrick Stewart saying, "I'm about to die now." <laughs> Take a moment. Take a moment to see how that feels. Yeah. Um, it's um, really passive aggressive. <laughs> like it's really by Yeah, but he's not a very nice guy in the yeah, film yeah, sometimes, yeah, you know. Yeah. You're uh, a disappointment. I <laughs> hope you know how it feels to <laughs> yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You prefer me chemically castrated. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so oh, well, someone some of the Acid. yeah, great they, film. There was a lot of there was a lot of kind of question marks about this film about what kind of like Little messages or questions is asking. There was stuff about like steroids, good question mark. Well, I think well, if they're green ones from the future and glowing. Yeah. But I, I do like that steroids, good is Andrew's takeaway from a steroid that lets Wolverine turn into an animal for fifteen minutes before dying. Um, Andrew's like, worth it. Taking them off. Yeah. If he, had, but if he, if, if it was a three round fight, like. Yeah, did, did, he'd still die at the end of it. Everybody oh, loves uh, TRT Vitor Belfort. Yeah, that's for people who haven't read comic books. They listen to this podcast too, Andrew. They do, they do. But um, actually, one of the things I, I liked, I really liked about it, I feel like we're just going, everything I liked about Logan. But I liked the sense of continuity, like the fact that it was ambiguous as to what was in continuity and what was out of continuity. Because there's this bit where like a lot of the stuff in the film references other X-Men films and other Wolverine films and stuff like that, but without explicitly mentioning it. So, for example, there's the bit where, like, where Charles Xavier is, is talking about how, you know, we're going to meet us at the Statue of Liberty. And, and, oh, yeah, and Logan's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's Statue of Liberty is a long time ago. And it's like, or even the bit where they're driving in the car and he's like, you're driving with a young female mutant to a place where there are other mutants. Does that feel at all familiar to you? Like, maybe from the first movie you were in, well, that I was in. Well, he doesn't say that. No, he doesn't say that, but it's left implied, which is quite nice. And there's also even, like, the bit No, where... do you not see the importance for that? Yeah, like, the importance of it. The first new mutant that's yeah. ever popped up. But like... it's also, like, the symbolism of, like, going back to where he belongs. So one of the things is, like, you talked about why... Well, like, Rogue. Andrew... Well, yeah, because that's it. Because it was like he was driving with Rogue in the first one when he met the X-Men. And so he's driving again with another young mutant to a place where there are mutants. So it's, like, it's a nice bit of sort of coming around a full circle. Or even, like... Andrew was wondering why the hell you'd want to go to Canada as opposed to going to, say, South America. Yeah. And one of the things about that is that it's never mentioned in the film, but if you watch the other films or you pay attention to the character, you know he's Canadian. So you know that there's yeah. huge symbolic value in the fact that well, he Well, actually, takes... they mention, like... Uh, is it not in the X-Men? Oh, as Alkaline. Do they? Okay. And, of course, Alkaline Lake. Ah, very good as well, yeah. So 
there you go. Yeah, where you know, that's he actually weapon X was yeah. actually yeah, you know created. But you do have that sort of you have that sort of symbolism of him. He was a lumberjack for a while in X Men. Uh, he was, uh, yes, totally was. Who <laughs> <laughs> was a big lumberjack? Oh, he was. <laughs> that was the moment that Andrew most I'm connected part with the of this conversation <laughs> too. He was that a was big a old lumberjack and he cut wood all day long. <laughs> And he's okay. But, oh, but like, part of the club. But he, but like one of the things is that like he takes the kids back to the Canadian border, but he doesn't cross it himself. So there's this idea that he no, can't go dead. home. <laughs> In case you don't get the symbolism. <laughs> but like, there's this idea of like take, you can't go home again. So he goes on this journey, this mythical journey that goes back through. And even like even the family, the farm family, like that was a bit out of X Men Origin Wolverine that was terrible. Like, remember where he goes and he lives with the farm family and he breaks the sink? And then an attack helicopter yeah. happens. Yeah, oh, that was terrible. That was oh, terrible. Yeah. But, like, there's a sense that visiting with the farm family here is, like, revisiting that. So it's, like, going back to his beginnings in a way that I think is very cleverly structured. I never you know? thought about it like that, actually. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. Don't oh, be sorry. <laughs> no, play. no, Darren should be sorry. Darren should always be sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, You've been this, doing such a good job, Darren. Podcast. Dar- Darren's shame. Sometimes himself. I curse and yeah, he says silly things. Like sit up sit, just just leave Darren. Like what are you what are you doing here, Darren? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I'm so, so I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> There's a lack of self esteem here that Logan wouldn't appreciate. And I don't <laughs> really? hold on. Do you think do you think Logan has healthy self esteem? Definitely. He's driving a limo and drinking himself to death while having like adamantium enhanced cancer. It's like my life. It's like they As put it on speak. screen. Snick. Yeah, that was actually the sound of my claws coming out, ladies and gentlemen. It's like they looked at John's life and put it on screen was the beauty of it. That's why I cried so much. Yeah. It's like looking at myself. Actually, I like I like the title. I like the fact that the title isn't isn't the Wolverine 2. I've had a few arguments with people online okay. already about the title itself. Okay. Because people think it's going to be Old Man Logan, which is ridiculous. It's a little like Old Man Logan. It's very little like Old Man Logan. Well, okay, there's no incestuous Hulk. There's no family of Hulk. There's no Hawkeye. There's no, like, search Red for the Skull Red Skull. Or whatever, yeah. There's nothing like that. But there, there, is, there, is, there is an old man called Logan. Well, and all his friends it. are dead as a result of, like, and it's a result of all Charles. All friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turbo Negro actually wrote a song about Logan. But it is, uh, because it is, yeah, all his friends are dead, except he didn't kill them this time. Charles did. That's what I liked. I thought that was way better. Because I actually thought it was going to be Wolverine, especially like, what did you do? <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, I wonder what he did Yeah. Do. Oh, it wasn't. It was you, y'all. <laughs> you got Poor them. Charles. You yeah. got them. Oh, I had a seizure. I killed oh. my friends. I can't take two pills a day. <laughs> <laughs> start taking your pills and start talking about Taco Bell. <laughs> You'll be all right. Well, actually, Shane. Because there is this... Yeah. That's the Shane they... Uh, <laughs> this might be more Andrew because I've actually never seen Shane. I've never seen Shane. Okay, but well, like, it's just I... you. Sorry. The only reason I know Shane, I think, is because of an episode of fucking Hey Arnold, like back in the nineties. That's a very weird cross reference of like. Was that Robert Mitchum? I don't know if it was Robert Mitchum. But I thought it was a little, like, as I said, I haven't seen it. It was a little too obvious, almost. It, what I mean, because it, it, it is like. It's it, like like if if you're not paying attention to <laughs> the to, to, to what the characters are saying, Here's it's a, repeated later in the movie. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. There's a moment. No, but I didn't like the first time I watched it. I didn't cop 
that what she was saying was from Shane. Oh, okay. And I was kind of like, what the f*** is she talking about? Like, <laughs> There are no guns in this valley. Yeah, what is she on about? Like, well, she can't <laughs> even speak well, like, like very well. <laughs> I was about to say John that, is laying like, down his judgment. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's just like, I don't know what this is. I was like, oh, that's the She has really bit. good memory, given that she'd never seen the film before. Oh, bigly. But she's obviously... <laughs> <laughs> but in all fairness she's obviously more intelligent than yeah. us yeah. lesser homo sapiens she also has claws yeah unlike and, us lesser homo sapiens and speaks Spanish yeah the, the action figure <laughs> well, oh you saw that at the gravesite they well, have a little well, Wolverine action figure yeah which yeah. is by the way they finally got the costume into the movie there was a Wolverine there was originally going to be a, a where did they get that toy from I saw that guy run it he yeah. didn't have a backpack on <laughs> Well, they're originally... They're oh, originally, yeah. Where did, he fi- where did he find that? They're just strewn around the woods. It's like the Atari game consoles. <laughs> it's like, so the E.T. That's what you find in the woods. The Porn. E.T. game, yeah. Well, you know the E.T. Yeah, yeah. It was around at the time of, like, Wolverine 3, after he'd saved the world, they mass-produced all these action figures, right? I actually and used then, to have one of those exact same toys. Yeah. And, then, and a Cyclops And one. then X-Men Origins Wolverine came out, and you couldn't do anything. You couldn't get rid of them. So they just drove them up to the woods in Canada and dumped them. Like, there's a scene during the fight sequence where, like, Laura picks up a gun and that kid picks up a little X-Men action figure. But, um... It's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. Well, I mean... Stab you with his claws. Yeah. When was, I loved, I loved the claw. when the kids formed a murder club. Yeah. On, <laughs> on, on, on Boyd Holbrook. Uh, yeah, on yeah. Donald Pierce, yeah. It's only yeah. the most, like, dedicated sets. That, yeah. that really make it. Yeah, yeah. members of this... But I do, like, I do know. love how how pathetic he is as well. That he doesn't even he doesn't even get killed by like the supporting character. He's killed by a bunch yeah. of extras who have ma- some of them have names. Some of them. See, I never think of him as the lead villain. Yeah. Like, like I think he's quite good. Like I think he's got a few good lines. Yeah, and oh, I think yeah. that the performance you know, is great. Like, I think Boyd like, Holbrook is yeah, really good. Like, I think he actually is. You know, like you know, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Wolverine. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. and it's like. Like, <laughs> you know, you imagine as well that his life wasn't going so well when he was like ex-military and it was like, um, once you get the robot arm, you yeah, exactly. What? It's it's like, what choices am I going to make in life? A Bad robot team, arm. Man. If I decide that I don't like this, I'm pretty much stuck with it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a robot arm. Yeah. One of the things... Which one? Yeah, if you had to choose one. Left. <laughs> but one of the things I like is that like there's this idea of humanity being made redundant throughout, right? So there's. This idea of like mutants as a flash in the pan, like because when when the X Men when bad futures happen in the X Men, it's typically oh my god, mankind got together and exterminated mutants. So like you've got death camps in Days of Future Past. One of the things I liked about Logan is that there's a sense that like mutants didn't become extinct because they were hunted to extinction. It's because they just sort of fizzled corn out. Syrup. Yeah, corn yeah, syrup. Yeah. It was all about the corn syrup. Yeah. But it, it but the it is like cereals. It sort of it resonated with me because plastic bags. There's a lot of people that believe that plastic bags are are um, making well, people uh, sterile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at the world as it is now, right? Because obviously you've had like Trump elected, you've had Brexit happen, stuff like that. One of the things that sort of struck me that I kind of got really depressed last year, uh, because I sort of assumed that progress was linear. That like. 
change was happening and that it was good and so people were becoming more accepting so you had like gay marriage being acceptable you had like the transgender sort of bathroom use becoming more more acceptable yeah. more common and this idea of like the black president just racial america and all this sort of stuff like i had this hope that basically things were getting better and that things were constantly moving towards a better Turns out Obama place. just reminded people. people of how racist they were but you're but, wrong things did get better they'd made the logan film well, they did. But like the thing about the death of the mutants is that it kind of captures that sense that you, as much as you move forward and as much as you might hope that you evolve and grow and change and become something beautiful and magical, occasionally it's just a dead end. Occasionally you get set back. Occasionally you end up with like walls along borders and people leaving the European Union and sort of like economic well, trade don't exist in the real but world. But the Logan film doesn't. Yeah. We should be it happy makes, about it makes, that. It makes it all better. It actually has made me feel a bit like honestly in the last this week is... I honestly kind of like took a little bit of a like a look back on my life and I've seen as I said two friends pass away that I've never actually known. <laughs> but I do, I do like that there's this sense that like progress is not and then occasionally like things go backwards and occasionally people become like that people do Oh retreat. they totally do. Of yeah and do. That yeah. things yeah. don't because that was a show. You see it with religion, like yeah. all the time. Like the fact that like people still stick up for say. Well, even after yeah, all all the horrible things happened, like the two babies case yeah, that broke over the weekend recently, here and stuff like that. Which is and rotten. I mean, like yeah, and people will be glossing over that, and people will be people will still be getting married in churches. People will still be having their children getting confirmation yeah. and stuff. Like I, I'm reasonably like I, I'm agnostic, but I'm, I'm open minded when it comes to religious faith. But I find that it's interesting that the outrage on these things is so transient, and that people forget so yeah. quickly. I mean, I think it's changing. I, 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 I work in a big enough company and I noticed on Ash Wednesday for the first time where I've been, where I've been working like with um, a lot of people didn't see any... Um, any yeah. any crosses on the yeah, forehead. Yeah, yeah. Funny, actually, the day after I saw Wolverine, I saw an X rather than a cross <laughs> and the only thing I could think of was... was the priest was just sitting there. <laughs> well, actually... Logan! <laughs> do you do you think do you think Logan is a semi-religious film? No. Alright. Do you think it was a well, yeah, because he film? sacrificed himself for somebody he loved? Well, because well religious faith is People a... could do that any day. And okay. it has nothing to do with religion. Okay, well, first of all, like the fact that they're journeying to Eden, the fact that they're journeying based on faith, the fact that they stop and there's a point. But they're not journeying because of faith. They are journeying on faith. No, has... it's out of spite that he brings her there. Yeah, I know, but she's going on faith and belief that there's this place because there. She's even been though told she... one thing but and she... it's obviously not there. But she only. It is obviously there because they end up there. And whether it's there. We don't because... know that. Um, yeah, but we, we know that they're together and we know that it brought her to her friends and it got her across the border. That's nice. Like, I think that. But <laughs> that doesn't mean there's an Eden. <laughs> um... But I do think there's an argument to be made. And there's even like the fact that when they stop with the family, they pause to say grace. And the wife says the Lord will provide. And even over the dinner, there's this nice big crucifix in the background. I know, behind but they're Logan. obviously the wholesome family of America. Oh. And, like, did you see Wolverine even but hold anybody's hand I mean, during but they're, they're, that? No, like, no, but I mean, they're also being even when marginalized by the kind of corporate, corporations and um, stuff like that. Kind of thing. Yeah, and even like Donald Pierce when he's mocking Caliban is like, what? You found religion. Ha-ha. And it's like, yeah, haha, I'm so evil. Look Where's at me. Where's Caliban mocking. now? Well, Caliban, Caliban has. Caliban believes in, in Xavier. Like, he found something better. He found purpose. There he was... found something that made his life richer. And I think there's an argument that Logan could be seen to be about that sort of faith. There was, there was, some, there was some weird oh. stuff. And, and, and maybe, maybe um, this is my tendency to, to, 
Hold on, Andrew sort of flipped open his notepad and I just saw what was written. Um, first, first line is something without a soul. The last line is you may not love her, but she is your child. And the middle one, which is perhaps the big red button that Andrew is chuckling about pushing. Keep in mind that Andrew... You should not touch this with a 10-foot pole. Keep in mind Andrew's strong opinions about the movie Arrival. Pro-life message Andrew has written down. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Pro-life message. Now, I, I thought there was a lot of faith and a lot of religious imagery and themes in this. Andrew, would you care to explain to me how you saw a pro-life message in Logan? Yeah, it was, it was the, the part of the movie in... This is just something that occurred to me. I was like, this couldn't... There couldn't possibly be a pro-life message in this. But is there? It, 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 because they had that whole... Where the, the the Mexican nurse, what what was her name? Gabriella. Gabriella is is. She's is, not my daughter, but I love her. Yeah, yeah. You may she, not love her, but she's your daughter. Yeah, she and and it's this whole thing about because there's a moment where 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 they start like killing all of these children because they're they're like they're uh, redundant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean. I, I feel like it's a very left field thought to have, and I'm thinking the people who made this movie would not make. A, well, but mean, did they? Fair. Did they? You sort of argued that Arrival they, had a pro life message as well. They, did I don't I don't know I I I don't think it was. Um, I felt like it was kind of like pushing a button very gently and saying, "Think about this for a second. Um, and and I'm sure, La La Land saying the same. also had a pro life yeah. message. Yeah, Andrew's sort of reading this into everything. I'm wondering what. Yeah. Well, my my, my what was my... John Wick's pro life message? <laughs> Actually, if shoot John them in the head, head, shoot them in the head, <laughs> shoot them in the head. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 it was it was no it 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 made it made me think. Did any did anyone else think that was weird? The 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 some of the things that 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 were being said in this and and some of the things as well. That I, I brought it up with 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 with, with arrivals as well. Well, whether, it's probably whether... like pro mutant life, which is yeah more anti pro life than anything. Well, it's, it's it's also more pro immigrant life as well. It's also like it's it's not so much that the lives themselves. It's it's the it's the lives of the people in question. Like it's the idea yeah, that yeah. because these corporations think they can go down to Mexico and they can exploit yeah. immigrant labor, they can exploit immigrant women. Like there's the women who give birth and that's who, what mutants who die. have been the whole time. Well, that's actually that's like, the thing you know, that I like about this is that like. Mutants have always been a metaphor for oppressed minorities, but they've been predominantly white, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. What Logan does is it takes that metaphor and it makes it explicit in that not only are these kids actually like a metaphor for an oppressed groups, but they are an oppressed group. Like there's, yeah. there's an African-American, a lot of them are, are Mexican. The fact that like uh, Laura's first language is Spanish. Yeah. Uh, in that literally the first yeah, language she speaks. I thought that as well, be, be, because I, I, I feel like that's a very relatable way to talk about minorities and about oppressed groups it's is true. to talk about children. Yeah. Because everyone remembers being a child and being powerless. Well, and... people have been doing it for the past, like, two years. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, every atrocity that's happened to a child, Yeah. it's always been an immigrant. And they say, remember the child. They don't say, oh, remember the parent. You yeah. know, and they've been doing it for a while. How do you mean? What? Well, do you not remember the, uh, the boats? Oh, the Syrian refugees. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Sand. yeah, and then like the, oh, yeah, the yeah. show, like it's all 
like pictures or, of the kids and like yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, child yeah. who washed up or the, or the child in yeah. Syria with the tear gas exactly. and stuff like that yeah. but yeah. I mean I think I think there's a reason for that is that like you think that those images will appeal to the kind of people who are afraid of immigrants or who are like afraid of what's yeah. different is that you think that like they may they may feel that way about like say an Iraqi translator who's risked his life to help the coalition forces um, that they, they ban him from coming into the country for some reason despite the fact he risked their lives to keep them safe and to help fight say the Taliban or to help fight um, Al Qaeda or to help fight ISIS but like you, Caliban, Caliban. But uh, you do hope that, like, when you show them pictures of like suffering children, you hope that at some point there's some empathy there. Of course, that yeah. even the most. Biggest... But that's why you use them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it might, like might... you, you. So you've never been an immigrant. Have you? Uh, have you been a child? Well, one of, my, yeah. one, of my, one of my favorite, and when I say favorite, I mean most soul destroying stories about like the Trump administration several days in is remember that damn the burst. And the, the whole communities that were living like in under its wake, so it was it was overflowing and like towns were flooded and all that sort of stuff. X Men too, close, uh, but in the real world. Oh, uh, but some of these communities, which are, were very sort of working class, uh, were basically they were they were given shelter in sort of Sikh uh, communities and stuff like that. And reporters who were doing coverage because this was a Trump heavy area and voters, and they were like, so they were they were asking people like so. These people who are who are helping you, they're they're first generation immigrants. Some of them, like they've they've come over the country, they'd be affected by the travel ban. They're the kind of people who they're building a wall to keep out. But here they are. They gave you shelter. They opened their doors. They're feeding your family. Like, uh, how do you do you, do you how do you feel? And it's like, yeah, we still have to keep the immigrants out. And you're like, at what point does your empathy like? At what point does empathy become possible? Maybe when they see Logan, they'll feel better. That, that's yeah. it. I think Logan, we seem to be hitting on this idea I of Logan so. as the solution to all of life's problems. Fingers crossed. It's <laughs> been the solution to all of my problems so far. It really has. Well, I mean, like, it really is a great... And it's done phenomenally well. I loved Deadpool when it came out. Like, yeah. I was so happy with it. But at the same time, there was such a lack of heart compared well, yeah, it was to very, Logan. Very, yeah. very cynical. Like, I mean, it, it made the it actually made the IMDb 250. And it was on there for a good six months. Yeah. It was uh, very postmodern. And this was kind of beyond It was that. fun. Yeah, it was fun. This is this will last. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I think there is an element of postmodernism to this, in that like it's a, it's an oh, yeah. X Men movie with yeah. X Men comic books in it. But yeah, one of the things I like about it is that this sort of metafictional quality that comes through with um, stuff like the use of shame, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, because the the film is like one of the things I like about comic books as like an American pop art form is that they are very shamelessly like. Shamelessly. And, shamelessly, if you will. Thank you very Ta-da. much, John. A derivative of like other other art forms. So they'll they'll steal shamelessly from stuff that or shamelessly from stuff that works in other media and incorporate stuff like that. So you see stuff like say stuff from the Batman movies working its way into the Batman comics. You see stuff from the X Men oh, movies working its way into the X Men comics. Speaking of Batman movies, I was really worried at the end of this that they were gonna do a Batman v Superman ending where 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 With the, the stone earth is gone yeah 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 and then and then she just kind of like turns the cross so it's an I'm so like, oh, glad that good, didn't happen good, yeah. good good they seem to no they they just ended it really well yeah yeah you know yeah. they just that's it Do you, no cutscenes yeah no bullshit the Shane that's it thing was really good as well because it it played into one of the big themes of the movie was where they were talking about branding. And, and and it's something that's that's very kind of like I guess in the zeitgeist they're popular to talk about with absolute like 
dweebs. Where, where, where? I, I don't know. Where, where, where? No, no. But, but, um, I, I want to hear what they, you have to say before he's the whole like, dweebs. No, 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 no. Uh, we're cool. I don't we're know okay. why I said dweebs, but this whole idea that people have a brand and and that Wolverine is um, throughout thinking oh no no i i can't uh, i can't be this or i can't do this yeah well even the name I'm, I'm, logan is a rejection of the wolverine brand yeah 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 that 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 he's like i'm i'm not i'm not a hero yeah um this is ice cream for bedwetters ice cream for bedwetters i love that line yeah that was yeah. another andrew chuckle line the, ice cream for bedwetters <laughs> is a few, yeah yeah but it the, is but the the uh, the thing from shane where 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 he's saying kind of to the to to the child basically, um, what Logan says says to her essentially is, um, I'd be a terrible parent. Yeah, yeah, I, I and violence uh, has a cost. Yeah, this isn't this this isn't what it has to be for you. Yeah, don't um, be what they made you. Don't be what they made you. Where where he's saying like I I um I stepped into that uh, river and I got wet. But, and I kept waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, but... You have uh, a choice. Yeah, he's left... If he kept the... waiting, he'd probably be Deadpool. <laughs> oh. Well, you. you know, you know that that's, that's the joke. That's where the name Deadpool comes from. Uh, because DC Comics had a character called Deathstroke. Oh, of course. And yep. the joke was always, well, where do you do the Deathstroke? You Mr. do it Slade. in the Deadpool. Yeah. So it's Slade Wilson instead of Wade Wilson. Sorry, this is a very nerdy comic-y podcast. No, I like it. I like it. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to have a lot of new fans. Um, but yeah, I, I also like the, the Shane thing because it does that sort of thing that, that where, where comics sort of are an amalgam of things. We talked about it being like samurai and cowboy films, stuff like that. But one of the things that's striking about Shane is that it's the story of... And it's, it's a classical Western story because it's a story of the outlaw who protects the innocent but creates a civilized order in the world in which he is not welcome. And that's kind of a recurring theme of Western. So like, and you have that like expressed through the, the press West, the manifest destiny, the railroad, stuff like that. This idea of, of civilization encroaching. That was the longest train I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It really is. It stretches the horizon. It's a nice, <laughs> but it's a nice Western moment because it is at the point where you get across choo-choo. the tracks. Yes. Yeah, choo-choo. Uh, train up. Yeah. Oh, choo-choo. No choo-choo, Charles. Don't worry. It's not the choo-choo. But um, it is because it, it's... Like, you do have this idea of, like, civilization encroaching and taming the wilderness, which is the core theme of, like, all these Westerns, right? Yeah. But one of the things I like about Logan is it inverts that, right? So the idea is that in, in Westerns, your cowboy hero does a horrible thing, kills lots of people, and then creates a peaceful, civilized world that he can't be a part of. What's happening in Logan is very much the opposite in that Logan used to be part of a civilized and ordered world and that like he was part of the X-Men. He was a, a brand. He was a we hero in comics. Tried he tried to be. To be. Uh, but the world has changed in such a way that the social institutions have broken down. And so what you have is the end of civilization, the end of this idea of like a structured society. Like there's there's no sense of government in 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 Logan, there's just no, the corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this which, idea, which which has become this the same thing. I yeah, these, I think well, we we talked about it in I think previous podcast the, the 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 kind of dissolution of 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 society in favor of economies. Yeah, of, of larger corporations. But I think that so what Logan does very well is it it sort of bookends Shane, like it treats Shane as an origin story because it's it's a Western in that it's the origin of like American civilization. And what Logan does is it takes that myth and it says, okay, well this is the end. 
This is the end point of American civilization. And it's not a big bang. It's not like, it's not Fury Road where you've got a guy playing a flaming guitar on top of a convoy full of cars. It's a slow and withering it's death. It's kind of a pity. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't I, mind seeing that guy on a train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the front of the train. <laughs> yeah. The Doof Warrior. Cause I, I do, and I like, I like even like the, because the, there's a lot of bad Macs in this. Like, they're, oh, they're totally yeah. and like the great I, 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 Even I, the way the limo looks by the yes. end of the things. Like, yeah, you know? I, I liked. I like when the limo tried to break through the gate and the fence, but couldn't. Yeah, they're just so like I used to be a superhero. <laughs> now that's I'm a, not. That's so, exactly because yeah. it's the kind of thing where yeah. it's, it's like this big epic moment. It's like that moment where like uh, Richard E. Grant is like, "Oh, my father knew you, and I've got this big master plan." And, and instead, Logan's like, "Bullet to the head." Yeah, um, it's I, like that. It's like I killed I'm, you, Dad. Yeah, I killed you too. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watch me drive this limo through this fence. Oh, this always looks easier in comic books. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, li- I like that about it because it is it is the sort of breakdown of, of narrative. And it's board. still almost worked out. Like was well, he because doing it on purpose? Like well, the way he, then he, he uses the fence out of everybody yeah. when he came back. Like yeah, he, you know, yeah. There's this really great sort of physical stunt, and Andrew laughed at this as well because when he pulls the limo back, Andrew laughed at everything. <laughs> when he pulls the limo back, and the limo then ruined the movie for. Ha- Half a fence stuck to it, but he uses it as a weapon to knock the guys off oh, bikes. Yeah. It and becomes, then the, it becomes yeah. this kind of mace that yeah. he's using to beat. And people then the with. guys on are now stuck on the fence trying to shoot at him. So he just turns a corner sharply and rams them into a pipe. And it was a slight Deadpool yeah. moment, you know, where, yeah, where it goes flat on the yeah, sign. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Andrew was like, "This is hilarious. There should be I, more of I this." I loved the violence in this movie. I I love the violence too. Like it's a, it's a hard or movie. Like John was saying at the start that like one of the issues with Wolverine in X Men and X Men Two was that he could never go full Wolverine. No, he could never go Berserker, right? Yeah, and in this one he does. Sneaked. Schnicked. Like he tears people apart, blood splashes everywhere. It's yeah. really horrible. But there's, there's, even his clone was even better. Yeah. There's your head gone. Yeah, yeah. So there's like clean off. There's yeah. a moment yeah. at the beginning where he he's he he, he um They're trying he's to sleeping his in his limousine. Yeah, and he gets up and he's trying not to hurt them, and then eventually they shoot his limo, and then he just starts slicing bits and pieces <laughs> off them. But it's not graceful. It's not like no. it's he's just drunk, tired, and angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is like, and I like. He's almost trying at the beginning of the movie to be like, okay, let's keep it PG, and it's like now you've thought of it. It's actually like quite a Carlitos way. Like no matter how far away he tries to get away, he'll be pulled. He's gonna get back into it. Because and he hates who he is. Patrick Stewart for for bringing him back well, into it. That's what I, I love about the ways, film yeah. is that like as much as as much as he cares for Patrick Stewart, as much as Patrick Stewart cares for him, the two of them clearly resent each other in a way that like yeah. I don't, I don't want to speak too too frankly here, but I mean, I think we've all had sort of relationships like that with people. Definitely. Where like, yeah. yeah, where you, you, you love them very much, but they can be difficult. You're talking about me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it here. The hate in their eyes, ladies and gentlemen. You are always a disappointment, Andrew. A lot of disappointment. I'm Logan, though, in this. <laughs> I could say Andrew was a good podcast co-host, but the words would choke me. Now, Andrew's a great podcast co-host. Thank you very much. Oh, it's, actually been, nice. it's actually been a pleasure. Yeah, please don't stab well, me in my sleep. Yeah, please don't stab me in my sleep. Yeah. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and something that looks like Andrew will be standing over me. It be wasn't drawn. me. Yeah. It wasn't me, Dara. Yeah. I like the, I love the when that happens like Logan's first response is like maybe I can put the blood back in 
Because it's a very it's a very natural panic response where he's like he's like keep pressure on the wound even though your heart has been like in. Well, I think like instead of going after X twenty three or Laura, oh, he it goes was up to, goes yeah. up to Charles and that wasn't me because like seeing him, it's not like he attacks him first no. or the other one like attacks yeah. him. He just goes straight up. Straight up. Well, it wasn't me. Yeah. And he knew what had happened. Like, yeah. You know? Well, that's it. And that's what I really like about the use of X-24 X as the bad guys. That, like, and it, it's very obvious because I like that Logan wears a white shirt and X-24 wears the exact same shirt, but it's black. Yeah. So you can tell which one's good and which one's evil. And he's got a beard like Andrew's. He's got a beard uncoincidentally. <laughs> um, but I, I like this idea of like Logan fighting himself, like Logan's biggest enemy being himself, or all this sort of stuff. You yeah, get this sort of yeah, Freudian yeah, imagery yeah, yeah. or symbolism. Yeah. But you've got a guy who's obviously still got his he- healing capabilities, but yeah. he doesn't have the experience. Yeah, yeah. That Logan he's also does. just got the rage. Like he, that was the thing about you know? him. He was a child. Like. Yeah, he was. But, he was. He was an infant Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like Logan looks at him and he sees what he was himself. He sees. He sees how he sees himself. He projects himself onto it because when he says it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Like he knows. Yeah. That it part of it was him. Part of him was because like at the start, Patrick Stewart talks about how he took him in when he was a brainwashed soldier, a mercenary, yeah. a cage Very fighter. Much, yeah, exactly, and there's a sense yeah. that like one of the big arcs of like and however disjointed the movies have been, I think they've captured quite well, is this idea of Wolverine wanting to be more than the cage fighter or the soldier or the hired gun. And like when he looks at X-24, and I think it's, that's, that's one of the and great it's things. it's a reluctant kind of... Um, but every time he's tried to be that hero... He's been pulled back. So, yeah. Like, and it's not his fault. No. It's everybody else's. Yeah. Well, you I know? mean, to, to be fair, he, he does make the point that like X-23 has the opportunity that he never had of... Because he didn't get does a family she, until he was old. Does she though? Because I, I feel like at the end of the movie, she's kind of she's, <laughs> she's she's torn her way through many many people. Yeah, and and probably she, more than I have. She yeah. actually shares a lot in common with 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 Logan, and Logan only really confirms that in some ways because she says like I've killed a lot of people. They were all bad, and they're all bad people. And he's like, but still. Yeah, you still have to live with. Yeah, them. you still have to live with all those people you've but killed. But he's, I feel he's like, but you know, his old berserker rage. Like we didn't get to see it maybe in a lot of films beforehand, but you know that he's lost his goal. Like do you remember even in like the first film with Rogue? Yeah. She wakes him up during the nightmare, and he stabs first her. thing. Yeah. Like you know that's happened a million times before. Well, I mean, like. One of the things that we talk about it being an R-rated film is one of the things, and as opposed to say Deadpool, which is also an R-rated film, the violence in Logan feels like it has consequence and weight. It's like, completely different. It's completely yeah, different, it is, but it's, yeah. it's it's like it's also completely different from say the PG thirteen X Men movie. But that's what I was saying. It, like it has heart. Yeah, it has substance. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I feel what, like even the henchmen have families. They're all afraid. Yeah. Like when 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 these things are happening, they're backing off X twenty three. Yeah, like Donald Pierce is like, okay, you stand closer to her. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like though is like the, one of the great sequences is the moment like in the hotel in Oklahoma when Patrick Stewart's having his attack, and when Andrew's laughing maniacally in the seat next to me. Is there's this scene where Logan climbs <laughs> up into the into the apartment and he asks. I thought that was in Vegas. I thought that was Atlantic City. That's Oklahoma. Are you sure? It was the first time that we met. Oklahoma. I thought that was Atlantic City. I thought it was Vegas. Because okay. Vegas would have made... Because Atlantic City is in New Jersey, right? Yeah, so he'd have to go further east. 
Um, although to go to Cody... To really so, throw them off the... So. Then, yeah. um, damn, if only Caliban weren't helping them. But like, well, he thought he was dead. Yeah. But one of the things I like is the scene where he bounces from henchman to henchman killing oh, him. Like, it's a beautiful... You. It's a beautifully Deadly. shot scene. And the way they don't actually move yeah. after they're dead is... I've and never fact, seen that, that before. You can see their eyes moving to him as well. Like, they can't control oh, their yeah. bodies. So they and know they know it's coming. But it's and it's it's horrifying like it's it's brilliantly directed it's incredibly visceral but it's horrifying it kind of brings home like this horrible thing that he does because he does have to kill them but he loves killing people man but there's a part of him that does and he tries there's always going to be that wolverine in within him that's going to want to kill people yeah and i think when he takes all those steroids he's suddenly yes (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm my daughter (laughs) if only i was young again yeah because there is there's the nice moment where he roars he literally roars like a primal animal race even like you know when he's having the nightmare yeah when the kids rescue him yeah and he's just and he's just like he's really screaming like a animal like you know yeah, I I thought for a moment that when when Patrick Stewart died, I was thinking, is this a dream sequence? Is this a nightmare? And it's like, no, it's not. It he is just, for me. He yeah, he but he just properly killed Patrick Stewart, and now the whole family is dead, and all of that stuff just happened. Yeah, and it, it was, is. It was, it, it, but it's really yeah. affecting like it really is and i think that like even though you know the family's doomed or even myself and andrew knew john john held out hope john was optimistic but i think even though you know they're going to die you still well, care I, for them. i, I was still thinking they out. were going to die and then i got past thinking they were going to die I and thought, then they died oh okay they didn't die <laughs> yeah okay now they're dead um, but it is like it you feel for them even though they are like even though yeah. like, in the great book of in the greats are like hitting all the, the tropes and whatever it's clear they're doomed from the outset or i thought it was I think that you do care for them. And there, there of course you do. Like yeah. They wouldn't be the type of family I'd hang around with. That doesn't mean they're not nice yeah. people. Yeah. I think that it gives, it does, it does underscore and the whole violence is weight thing. There was this, there was this whole thing um, as well that was like hinted at about, and it's a strange thing, thing to talk about, but of the, I don't know what reaction you guys will have, but of the burgeoning sexuality of this young girl. In, in wait 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 yeah, wait in 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 Andrew in, in the house I, Andrew yeah I realize that this this movie is a lot like Leon the Professional in many ways shape and form it's not in that way but not no. in that way no no but I've already talked about pro life <laughs> now I'm going to talk about latent uh, female preteen sexuality yeah so you think that there's do you think there's something sort of like coded there in, yeah, in the interaction I think, between I think I think there's some, I don't I'm I, think there's, I don't either I, think <laughs> I feel like that's important to clarify no I, 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 I think there was something there and I would be interested to hear which we haven't heard yet on the 250 is a woman's perspective yeah like, like it's, she's it's, not even a teenager it's something that I don't know about um, okay, I think you're reading too much into it. I think like I think she's she's curious about him, about how a normal child lives. She's never she, even seen an iPod before. Yeah, that's it. And she's curious about the music. Like Daphne Keane won the role because she sent her audition tape consisted of her wandering around the sitting room looking at objects like she'd never seen them before. Yeah, and, um, and I think that that's that's a lot of what this is. Is that she's never you, seen. You, you don't think there was something significant in seeing? Oh, there's a boy. No. No, because she's been around boys before. She has been around boys. Like I mean, boys aren't new to her. Music is. Well, also, also like children out in the real world are new to her. Children who are not experimented on. Children who live with their parents. That's are fair new enough, to her. but at the same time, there's still a very like a sense of immaturity when they come to like. Oh no, know, I, I like, definitely agree. I'm I'm with John on this. Myself they, and John they, are very clearly on on the same side of this. Just to make this clear. 
Yeah, it's Andrew, just Andrew. Andrew is the weirdo. I might Andrew. never come on this podcast again. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew is the one talking about it. Andrew's the only one who wants to Leon this movie up a notch. No, I didn't think it was Leon. But I, 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 Are we talking American cut of Leon or European I was, cut of I Leon? Was, all, all I, I mean, she does sleep in the all, same room as Patrick Stewart. Did, you see, sexuality is a loaded word. Ah, lads. I thought, I thought that she had a crush on, on, did on Nate. I did. Okay. I did. I thought, I thought that that was... But then why did she take the music and go? Because obviously, if she did, and I'm not saying she did. If she did, that's understandable. She has no real sense of interacting with somebody yeah. in that capacity. So I can see her being scared and leaving. But I, I would argue that that capacity is not necessarily having a crush. I'd say that capacity is just interacting with a child who lives with their parents. Who well, lives in a loving family. I disagree. But I'd be okay. interested to think what, what people who saw yeah. the movie saw. Yeah. Am I a weirdo? When it comes to the end of the... The film. The film. The sad death of... Uh, Jesus Christ. Like The fact that he actually died. Yeah. I like I like that. I like movies that have endings. Yeah, like of one of the things I don't like about the MCU is that it has no ending. It's a perpetual middle. Yeah, we never yeah. know what like, happens I, when I, they get past. I haven't the seen Civil War, but I imagine at the end of it they all make up. No, they don't actually. Ah, Civil War is actually quite good. I I really like Civil they War. They get like they get. Okay, we have we have we have very different. You don't opinions. like Civil War now? No, I thought Civil War was deadly. It ends with a little note that's like, "Look, I realize we don't agree with one another." But when Thanos shows up in the next film, we're toast best buds again. Yeah, but we don't know that yet, do we? The note pretty much explicitly says it. I Here's think it's a, a nice note. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, deliver. And it's something that Steve Rogers would do, not Stony Stark. Stony, Stony Stark. Stark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. You get it's for like drinking Tony on podcast. Yeah, have you ever read a comic book ever, John? <laughs> Tony <laughs> Stark. Not once. Yeah. I just read Wikipedia sites. <laughs> Tony Stank or Stony. All Stone these tattoos Stank. all over me, like depicting different comic book characters. They're all fake. It's a lie. It's <laughs> They're all terrible. They're transfers. Um, it was. It was. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. So. But I do, I do like that as an end. And it's actually something I liked about, say, the Nolan Batman films as well. Is that they also had a very definite ending for the character. In that, like, Batman stopped being Batman. Did he? He did. Uh, He'll be back. <laughs> He'll <laughs> miss the money. He just went to an undisclosed location in Italy. With Anne Hathaway. But, um, no, but yeah, I do I like I do that, the same. I do like that it has a happy ending. And I do like that it has an ending. Like it draws a line under yeah. the idea but, like, of Batman. That's the beauty. And Logan does as that's well. That's always going to be the beauty yeah. of Logan. Like none of that cutscene, like uh, yeah. another scene after another scene. Yeah. What's going to be the next thing? Yeah. That's it for him. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what makes it emotional. Yeah. I mean, James Mangold vetoed the idea of doing a, a cutscene in the end credits. Fair they play wanted to, him. to do a Deadpool. Bit, Fair play to him. Uh, but what he did was he negotiated. We didn't see it when we went to see it. Uh, but apparently in the states, there's a Deadpool scene before the film begins, uh, promoting Deadpool too. Is it the one that's online on at the, the internet, moment yes, with, where, uh, with phone the boot. Superman with the phone booth yeah, and the Superman? Yeah. Which and isn't the worst. It isn't the worst, but it's not a scene you could insert into Logan. Why would you yeah. bother? Like, yeah. yeah, I suppose because. I'm not going to say... Because money. <laughs> money, that is that is why you would do it. I was going to say Americans are idiots. But I suppose... Because Ryan Reynolds wants it. And Ryan Reynolds gets what Ryan Reynolds wants. That's what I was already saying earlier on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we say Americans are idiots, we really mean... Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. And he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> like Logan. Yeah. So do we want to take a look at... Like, we love Logan. You nafta idiots. Yes. We love Logan. 
We love we Logan. We do. Do we want to take a look at what's... Uh, we love you, Logan. What's a... We do. I was we actually, love you, Logan. I was quite disappointed that, like, Logan wasn't a biopic of Johnny Logan. Three times your own. <laughs> um, I wonder how many audience members were confused by that fact. Yeah, that's bound to be at least one of the one-star one reviews. On yeah. But look at him even in that cover. The poster, yeah, the poster. Yeah, jeez, he looked Did a lot like Mel Gibson. Bloodshot the whole way through. Well, all the scars across his face, even like so, he's yeah. healing, but he's not healing as quickly. Like it's very, very, very effective. It kind of feels like the way I'm living life at the moment. Okay. Uh, this felt at times like a Mel Gibson movie when when the two Wolverines. Mel were, Gibson's not were a bad director. Though. Actually, yeah, we've other. had this. We've had this conversation with Andrew before. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Because like in all fairness, like he's actually great. Like as much as I don't like him. Yeah. He's really f- good. I you see I haven't seen Apocalypto. Oh, Apocalypto is amazing. It's really good. It really, really, really good. But anyway, so do we want to didn't like Axar Ridge. Okay, well do you want to take a look at what's on the IMDb top two fifty movies around Logan? Because it's currently okay, yeah. Yeah, it's go currently on. ranked around thirty seven on the list, right? What do we got here? So it is directly above the Untouchables, which is the French comedy from two thousand. I haven't seen it's that. It's above modern times. Ooh. It's above Raiders of the Lost Ark. We were, were only you, talking about we Indiana, Indiana Jones. What do you think about that? Do you think that's reasonable? Would you put it above Indiana Jones? Would you put, I this, personally would you put this number one? I, well, like, this well, is, I have to like, say, there's a the question thing. for Personally, John, yeah. like, I would because, like, this is my mate who has just been killed, like, on a big piece of tree <laughs> <laughs> that I never seen happen to Indiana Jones that I wish actually would have happened probably in the last film. I didn't Indiana cry Jones in, and a big piece of I tree. didn't cry in any Indiana Jones movies, but I did for a long. Okay, yeah. Like, I honestly felt real emotion for that. The Green Mile is above it. Yeah, I must be, what's above it there. But I, I actually prefer the Green Mile to the Shawshank Redemption, uh, which is apparently the best movie ever made. It's also less good than Psycho, less good than less good than City Lights, and less good than Casablanca. I do like Interstellar now. I have yeah, Interstellar's yeah. great. Yeah, it's really love good. Interstellar. And Once Upon a Time in the West as well, actually, when we're talking about Western. It's better than American History X, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I, 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 if you look at um, American History X was almost a bad movie. If you see some of the cutscenes from American History X, well, they're so corny. Well, I mean, so, like, like, you know like that American History X was saved in the ending room by Ed Norton, right? They locked the director out of the ending room so that Ed Norton could Why cut did it together. Why did they do that? I believe Because that. the original cut of the movie was terrible. Because I saw some did of the, I saw some of the deleted yeah. scenes and they were... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but the same thing happened... American with... History X is a great film, but, like, it's nothing compared to Logan. There's no... There's nothing... I don't think there's anything compared to the intensity... What about... Oh, it's Leon. Speaking of which, Andrew's... <laughs> Andrew's thematic point. What what's, Andrew... Do what's you... your favourite uh, latent preteen sexuality I movie? I do Assassin love Leon. Movie, yeah. <laughs> I do um, love Leon. Like, yeah. I think You're... I mentioned it at the start yeah. as one of what's gone... But I do like Logan better. Yeah. And it's, But, like, that's coming back to my fandom of the comics. Yeah. yeah. And the character himself. Yeah. And what the film actually finally did for him. All right. So... Like, I think I'm out of the business here. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you want to do some of those one-star reviews? All right, well, I thought it might be fun to take a look at... We love Logan. Okay. Uh, we love Logan a lot. We thought it might be fun to take a look at some of the people who didn't love Logan. Who are these... So we went <laughs> to... see them now. We went to the IMDb and we sorted by the one-star reviews on the film. So there are a number of interesting choices here. So, for example, Sean Curtin from Australia has a very strong suggestion for what should be done 
for the people who made this movie. Your mind shine. They should be curtain. <laughs> they should. Whoever wrote this should be taken out and shot at dawn, and all the money they were paid be put into a charity fund for the homeless. More to the point, to fund poor writers who could have run rings around the untalented butt clowns, butt that, clowns. Wrote, that wrote this tragedy, this travesty of biblical proportions. Biblical. Is that all he has to say? And he doesn't give any reasons why. No, well, he rants. He's there much of what he loved Previous about his X-Men films. Yeah, have all been top-notch, high-quality efforts, including what X-Men if... Origins Wolverine, apparently. He doesn't say that, does no, he? No, he doesn't, but it's implied. Um, the heroes win, importantly. Yeah, it's his most important thing. But that's the worst bit about it. That's not how life works. No, yeah. I've lost every step and turn that I've ever tried to accomplish in my life. I'm Wolverine, in a way. I like, yeah. I like the idea that Logan sort of speaks to us as people who fail. Rather than as people who aspire to be heroes. There's also Dexter Morgan, 91603, who says, The most desensitizing, plotless movie I've ever seen. This is the first movie I've ever wanted to review because it was so bad and so morally wrong. Morally wrong. For it to be shown anywhere, let alone the United States. The greatest country on the earth. It's a gross disregard for the sane. This this is a movie that deserves to be shown in some place like Syria. Or Iraq, or wherever ISIS is alive and thriving, as it is similar to their behaviour in barbarism. Well, they did Are you Taliban in this movie? Oh, Taliban would be turning in his grave. Yeah, Caliban. There's Chris Hussey from the United States who asks, How long do we need to see Logan riding round in a limo? What? Fighting criticism from Chris. Was it 50 minutes tops? Yeah, they, and they're two but also and a half establishing mood as well and character and place. Yeah, like they're, they're, I feel like this guy's saying Logan would be a better movie if Logan wasn't sad at the start of it, or if he wasn't in a limo. Yeah, um, at all. But he, he wasn't in a limo the whole time. He yeah. wants Logan to be a passenger in the limo. Oh, yeah, is that what you like? They, they, he says it's borderline lame. Yeah. Okay. What's he I, say about Deadpool there? Okay. Deadpool could do it since. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's this guy? Who's yeah. Who's this jerk? Oh, this is G.W. Uh, Geddings from Manning, South Carolina. Not North Carolina or South Dakota. We'll give you a chance. You wish. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's rated R. There are some bloody scenes, but a lot of F-bombs. Despite the rating, we had a nine-year-old ex-Wolverine uh, fan sitting behind us, constantly asking his parent what this or that means. With Wolverine being such a child-friendly character in comics and cartoons, making an R-rated version was a pretty bad idea since a lot of kids are going to want to see it and give their parents plenty to have to explain. Deadpool could do it, since Deadpool is not that common with kids. In fact, the best part of this movie was the preview, bracket, kind of preview, for the upcoming Deadpool sequel. Do you believe that? Does anybody actually believe that? That, like, Wolverine is a character who should be kept for kids? Obviously not. Like, he was the Deadpool before there was a Deadpool. Like, Like, when it comes to violence, like, he was chopping off limbs. He was, like, plenty as hell. If you think of Weapon X, what do you think of? He's got the mask on, he's got the helmet, and he's got blood drenched all over him. Plenty of X-Men characters as well, it could be argued, like, could could be, like, like Storm, she controls the weather. It's kind of non-lethal. Yeah. But, but, but Wolverine. Cyclops has, like, blasts that knock people down. Yeah, but, but, like. Wolverine has swords that come out of his arms. Yeah. And they kill people. Yeah. Yeah. And he always has. Yeah. And he always will. And he always will. And so he can f*** <laughs> off whatever your name is. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Wolverine has always been a very sweary character. So. He really has. Of course he has. Yeah. So, 
And a smoker. And a smoker. Um, even though not more so much cigars, anymore. More cigars. More cigars. <laughs> and a joker. And a midnight token. <laughs> Some people call him Maurice. Yes. joker. Yeah. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think uh, with that in mind, we'll sort of wrap up. But uh, so, John, what are you up to at the moment? Uh, watching Logan and drinking. Okay, <laughs> good hustle. Excellent. <laughs> Andrew, what are you up to? I'll, I might watch Logan again. Uh, I might be drinking. Sounds uh, kind of like what I just said. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so I'm, I don't think I'm, that's fair. I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, you can you can find me on on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's a a q u i n n i u q a. I I feel like I've made the wrong choices in life. I, I, it's like watching Logan and drinking sounds pretty good. Um, but but yeah, Join me. you you can you can catch me weekly or fortnightly on the two fifty. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you may already be aware of this fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, what yeah. about yourself, Darren? You can find me online at Darren underscore Mooney. You can there find me go. at the movie blog. Um, you can follow the podcast. Please give us nice ratings for it. Share it if you oh, love yeah. it. Tell everyone and, if you don't love it. Tell us. Pre pre order. Uh, the book. My yeah. Book. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got a, a book that's coming out. You can order it on Amazon. It's it's. Yeah. If you if you pre order now, it's um isn't it good for the um like for 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 your first week? It is, and it's good for uh, it's also good for the person ordering it because if the price goes down, you basically get the lowest price between when you ordered it and when it ships. Yeah. Uh, which and, is quite cool as well. And don't just do it for Darren. Do it for you. Yeah, I mean, and do, Logan. Do, do you and like <laughs> the X Files? You should. Of course it's, you X-Files do. X-Files are like the X-Men. If you don't like the X-Files, watch the X-Files. Then buy the book. Or buy the book. Then, then watch the X-Files. One or the other. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can hit us up. Uh, I'm getting points. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon, guys. We do a clap. We do, are we doing a clap? Yay! Yay! All right. Thanks, John. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.